What's up, y'all? Welcome to another rather splendid episode of the What Is Truth Podcast. I am your wonderful host, as always, Mr. Wheezy Kakapoopoo. <laughs> uh, what's up, Marion? What's up, Mazzy? What's up, Mazzy? What's up, Miss? Hev, how are you? Hope you guys are doing good. Uh, what's up? Ms. Walter White. What's up, Kooks? What's up, Ms. Lemons? What's up? Kaifa, Kaifa. Keep your kids away from Atwood. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys for making it out tonight. Should be a... Should be a fun show. Shout out to DJ Mossy for that exquisite intro. I haven't played some of his music in a while. And uh, the time hath come to bring back his music and make Mossy great again. <laughs> What's up, half the Tories? What's up, Secret Squirrel? What's going on? Old School Pete is definitely in the motherfucking house. What's going on? Uh, it's a miracle I've made it without phone breaking yet. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, we're gonna, I have the Skype link in the description. I'm going to go over a few things, but if you want to call, just message me on Skype if you want to get on. I want to go over a couple things, The what you see on your thumbnail. want to go over the 1926, where the government essentially poisoned alcohol, and it's an estimated 10,000 people died as a result. How that of effects today is pretty <laughs> it's pretty pretty self-explanatory also want to go over a little bit of uh, Bill Gates Prince Andrew and the whole Epstein nonsense couple of big things made the news this week so if you had been living in, under a rock do not worry we will go over that in today's show also Gabby Petito I know Maybe most of you in the UK probably have never heard of Gabby Petito, but don't worry. Again, we will cover that. I'll get I'll roughly cover it. Um, there's a couple of interesting ties. I normally don't cover true crime. It's not my genre. It's not something that fascinates me. It saddens me, to be honest with you. So I stay away from it. Uh, but the G- Gabby Petito case, given that it has ties in Utah and it takes place in many areas that I have personally visited and it ends in Florida in a national reserve that I know very well. <laughs> so personally, uh, given those connections it does interest me a little bit so that's why I want to cover it um, just in case you're wondering because I have stated in the past that I, I don't like true crime or any of that shit and that still remains true but given the fact that there's a couple of personal connections is the reason that I want to I want to touch on a little bit of base on it you know what I'm saying so Let's see. Uh, 
All right, who else we got in here? So again, if you want to get on the show tonight, this is a live call-in show. Live call-in show. Let me put some of the comments on the screen, y'all. Shit. This is what it's all about. That way, the people that catch it on the replay can, uh, can check them out to their heart's content, if you will. Get immersed into the magic that is the comment sections of the What Is Truth podcast. Uh, if you are new, smash that motherfucker subscribe button, goddammit. Used to be on YouTube, but now we are on Odyssey, a smaller, much smaller platform, but we are uncensored, unabashed, unafraid. We can speak our goddamn minds, and that's what we aim to do week in and week out. Uh, and if you want to call in and let your voice be heard, by all means, call in and let your goddamn voice be heard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, what do we have? So, I think the first line of business will be, will be, uh, let's see. I guess I, I did start talking about the Gabby Petito case. Gabby Petito is a, or I'm sorry, she's apparently her remains were recently found, so she's been confirmed dead. Um, a lot of interesting dynamics to this case. She was a YouTuber and a, uh, I think she had a large Instagram following. I haven't followed, like I said, I, I'm not, a, I'm not huge into true crime, so I haven't been following every little detail so it's possible there's people out there that know more of the insides and outs than i do i just kind of glanced over a couple things and uh did find a video so let me play that video for you right now as a matter of fact um so if you are in the uk or australia you may have not heard of this at all but with how viral the case is getting big and it's getting bigger and bigger uh it may be a this may be the first time you hear about it, but you I'm sure you'll hear about it some more. Uh, and then we can go over a couple of little things and then move on to the next subject. So let me play that video. video. Play that video for you. <laughs> and again, the Skype link is there if you want to call in. Afterwards, I'm going to go over a couple of things. So don't call in right now, goddammit. Uh, call in afterwards and we can discuss these things and whatever's on your mind. All right, y'all, here we go. Let me play this clip right here. I'd like to report a domestic dispute in Florida with a white van. We drove by and the gentleman was slapping the girl. He was slapping her? Yes. I don't know, we have been fighting all morning. On September 19th, 2021, nine days after being declared missing, a body matching Gabby Petito's description was found in a Wyoming National Park. Petito had been traveling across the U.S. in a van with her boyfriend, Brian Laundrie, and documenting the journey on social media. I love the van. While we still don't know exactly what happened to Petito, ABC News has used Petito's social media, police reports, and public records to piece together some of the events that led up to her disappearance. So the, and After on purchasing this clip, a van, in they ABC News, like they said right there, they pieced together based on her social media, 
public records and whatnot to put a timeline together. So it's an interesting, fascinating true crime. Maybe Chancer will do a video on it. Who knows? That, mo that motherfucker loves this kind of shit, but let's go on. Deciding to take a cross-country trip together, the couple left Laundry's family home in Northport, Florida, where they had been living together for more than a year. Northport, Florida. I know Northport very well. Uh, there are times I'm sent out to work. So when I heard Northport and then the other places that were attached, this is when it personally connected. And unfortunately, it's one of those things, you know, a lot of times we don't care about a lot of shit until it personally connects to you in one way, shape, form, or another. So like right now, you're probably listening to it. Oh, why do I care? Who cares? Who gives a shit? Um, only reason I'm touching on it is because it's huge here. And so if you haven't heard about it, I, I have no question you'll eventually hear about it. So get in the first take if you haven't heard of it. They then drove to Blue Point, New York for an event with Petito's family and left New York on July 2nd with the intention of driving west to visit state and national parks. Petito and Laundry traveled through Kansas, Colorado, and into Utah. Gabby documented the trip on Instagram along the way, sharing photos of herself and Laundry using hashtags like van life and expedition happiness. In mid-August, police in Moab, Utah, responded to a 911 call involving a domestic dispute between the couple. What's your guys' names? Gabby. Gabby, Brian, okay. Police shared their body camera footage of the interaction. Officers reported that the couple admitted to arguing that Petito had slapped Laundry, but denied that Laundry hit her. They concluded that insufficient evidence existed to justify criminal charges. Seven days later, Petito and Laundry posted a video documenting their trip on YouTube. Gabby Petito never goes outside. All the chocolate so mounted. <laughs> the following week, Petito's family spoke to Gabby for the final time. She sounded good and excited to continue her trip and excited to start her YouTube channel. And on that same day, a collage of photos was posted to her Instagram account. Those would be the last documented photos of the 22-year-old. On August 27th, two witnesses saw Petito and Laundry arguing at a restaurant in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. His demeanor, the way he was acting, he freaked me out. On that same day, Gabby's mother, Nicole, said she received an odd text in which Gabby was referring to her grandfather by his first name. Two days later, Miranda Baker shared on TikTok that she and her boyfriend gave Laundry a ride. He approached us asking us for a ride because he needed to go to Jackson, which we were going to Jackson that night. Northport police later said that Baker's timeline was, quote, plausible. On September 1st, Laundry returned to Florida in the couple's van by himself. Ten days later, Petito's family filed a missing persons report, stating that Petito had stopped communicating with her friends and family and that she was believed to be near Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming. In the week after the report was filed, police named Laundry as a person of interest in the case. We're hopeful to talk to him. He needs to talk to us. He later was reported missing by his family, and police began the search for Laundry in the nearby Carlton Reserve, a 25,000- Shout out to Carlton Preserve. Acre Nature Preserve. On September 19th, authorities recovered a body in Bridger Teton National Forest, consistent with the description of Gabby <clears throat> Petito. The following day, police and FBI raided the Laundry family home while the search for Brian continued. The Teton County Coroner's Office later confirmed that the recovered body was Gabby Petito, 
and the death was ruled a homicide. The U.S. District Court of Wyoming has now issued an arrest warrant for laundry on debit card fraud charges following a federal grand jury indictment. There is breaking news in the... So there you go. That's the, the Gabby Petito... Um, Gabby Petito deal and... It's fascinating for many reasons, um, at least for me anyways. One of those things is, again, I have visited the Grand Tetons when I was a firefighter. I fought fire there before. Uh, I also fought fire in Moab, Utah, and some of the story takes place. So she was a YouTuber. They were trying to do like a little uh, vlog, you know, video log of their vacation on camera on their YouTube channels and everything. They looked happy everly after, but behind the scenes, they were beating each other up. Then this happens. And then obviously the case where the police intervene and they're fighting. Now, some people say she was hitting him. Other people say he was hitting her or they were hitting each other. They were both fighting. I don't know. We, we don't know. Uh, and some people are mad because the Moab uh, police department should have arrested one of them at least. And even if she was the one arrested, she probably would still be alive today. Uh, it looks like the Moab police department is under investigation. Why didn't they arrest both of them or one of them? Uh, it's a tragic story. No question. And then, there have been controversies that have sparked. Some people are saying that this is just a typical missing white woman syndrome. I think given the fact that the family members are still grieving, still in pain, to say stupid shit like that is ridiculous. Now, I can understand this element to that because in Wyoming... In the state of Wyoming, there are many Native American indigenous women that go missing and no one ever fucking covers it. And then you have this case and it's national news. Now there's arguments for everything. Um, obviously, these people were on social media already. So obviously that's going to help the story go viral. And then the other twists and turns that happened and transpired fascinates and captivates people's attention. Is it fair for the other women that never get reported? Absolutely not. Uh, but at the end of the day, I can see why something like this would go viral and, and become somewhat of a national thing. So that's that. I'm sure if you haven't heard about that case, it'll sure it'll cross the oceans and uh, make it to a tabloid near you. But sad stuff nonetheless. You know, the guy is said to, the reason they're looking at the Carlton Preserve is because his car or the Jeep was found there at the Carlton Preserve, and that's pretty much in my backyard. <laughs> that's when it interested my attention. I'm like, holy shit, this is national news, and this is backyard shit. Uh, some people are saying, uh, you know, he could have died. There's a lot of alligators. You guys have seen the videos 
be posting alligators and fucking rattlesnakes. You're not gonna, you're not gonna survive in the fucking wilderness out here. I'll just put it that way. A lot of shit will fuck you up. Uh, now other people are speculating, what if his parents, because his parents have been acting very weird. What if his parents dropped them off and, or dropped off the car and then they picked them up and took them somewhere else? Because the parents have been acting very, very fucking strange. Almost like they're covering up for their son instead of mourning or instead of being depressed that their son is missing. Uh, they're acting more like they're, they've got something to hide. So a lot of weird shit. And we could probably definitely cover it next week once more information is out. But that's just a quick taste to that. Uh, also, I wanted to touch base on, let's see, on the fact that, right? Oh, crap. Uh, the fact that um, the J Jeff Epstein stuff made it on the on the news and again, uh, with a couple things, there was a mainstream national broadcast in which Bill Gates is being interviewed on PBS NewsHour. PBS would be almost the equivalent to like if the BBC had like a news hour segment, it's essentially the same shit. Uh, British broadcasting company and PBS stands for public broadcasting system. Um, it's public radio. Supposedly it's funded by viewers like ourselves, but when you follow the money, Bill Gates has donated. This is what makes it uh, fascinating to be honest with you. You know, PBS, and uh, NPR, National Public Radio, they're all funded in part to Bill Gates foundations. So this anchor, pretty much doing the same thing that that other reporter did to Jeff Epstein, or I'm sorry, to Prince Andrew on that, uh, that hilarious interview in which uh, Bill Gates was, uh, or I'm sorry, Prince Andrew was basically made to look like a fool. Uh, this reporter here, this American reporter, is essentially doing the same thing to Bill Gates. Catches him off guard. Who knows what the hell they were talking about beforehand, but this clip has gone viral. So if you haven't seen it, check this clip out. Let me play it for you. And we'll break it down. It's very interesting to see, um, to see Bill Gates' reaction and all this. And uh, watch him squirm. Pay attention to his answers. Very fucking weird. And uh, let me play it for you now. Oh, let me set it up for you guys first. God damn it. It was reported at that time uh, that you had a number of meetings with Jeffrey Epstein, who, when you met him 10 years ago, he was convicted of soliciting prostitution from minors. What did you know about him when you were meeting with him, as you've said yourself, uh, in the hopes of raising money? Uh, you know, I had dinners with him. Uh, I regret doing that. He had relationships with uh, people he said, you know, would give to Global Health, which is a, 
uh, interest I have, you know, not nearly enough philanthropy goes in that direction. Uh, you know, those meetings were, were a mistake. They didn't result in uh, what he purported, and I cut them off. You know, that goes back a long time ago now. Uh, there's, you know, so there's nothing new on that. It was reported that you continue to meet with him over several years, um, and that, in other words, a number of meetings. Um, what did you do when you found out about his background? Well, and, you know, I've said I regretted having those dinners. Uh, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing <laughs> what new a on fucking that. Scumbag. Is there a lesson he looks like for the you? For fucking Grinch that stole Christmas. Anyone else looking? Creepy looking motherfucker. At this? Well, he's dead, so, uh, you know, in general, you always have to be careful. Uh, and Let's you know, rewind the, that. You always have to be careful. Uh, and, looking, oh. looking at this? Well, he's dead, so, uh, uh, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing new on that. Is there a lesson for you, for anyone else looking, looking at this? Well, he's dead, so, uh, you know, in general, you always have to be careful. Uh, Look at him laugh and giggle. And, you know, the, you know I'm, I'm very proud of what we've done in philanthropy, very proud of the work of the foundation. Uh, oh, you know, that's, that's what I get up every day and focus on. Damn, what a dirty motherfucker right there. Ladies and gentlemen, hey, dirty motherfucker, that's what he looks like right there. Um, yeah, it's pretty awesome that he did get called out on a national platform, essentially, and by a platform that is funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, receives funding from them. <laughs> so shout out to that reporter. Um, I mean, she fucking, she kept at it, but how creepy was it when Bill Gates essentially says, well, uh, uh, he's dead. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> you know, laughing like it's fucking hilarious. It almost seems like a fucking threat. Like any other motherfuckers, you know, he's kind of like a cartel mobster, you know, like a fucking mafia boss. Uh, I'm Bill Gates. And if you don't do my bidding, I'm gonna take you out. I am the capo of capos. I make that money moving the vaccines through the third world countries. Capish, capish. That sounds nothing like a fucking mobster, but I tried. Anyways, that's the sounds that doves make when they cry. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, yeah, that's the sounds of a fucking scumbag. Uh, simple as that. Another fucking clown that made it on the news was uh, fucking Prince Andrew. Fucking sleazebag piece of shit. Uh, he made the news due to a technical difficulty. Just kidding. He made it due to... Uh, he essentially got served. So for those that weren't paying attention, Virginia, Virginia Jufre is one of the more vocal victims of Epstein, more in your face, 
she has because of her we know Trump's best friend and lawyer Alan Dershowitz was a sleaze bag um, we know Prince Andrew was a sleaze bag she claims that her and Prince Andrew had sexual relations and she was 17 at the time in the United States that's underage sex that is rape unconsensually so he's a royal based on DNA evidence apparently gets a pass so no way in hell he's ever going to be charged criminally however Virginia Jufre has been trying to serve him in a civil matter and apparently this week he got uh, served and the most ridiculous thing about it was how as they were trying to serve uh, Prince Andrew as they were trying to serve him Prince Andrew the Metro Police were essentially blocking him from getting served <laughs> the fucking police department is covering for this fucking pedophile if you needed any proof of how corrupt shit was, there you go. Um, and, and we're going to go over the 1926 alcohol poisoning by the government, but it's all around, man, how people make excuses for the government and why these motherfuckers get away with it. It's fucking preposterous. It's a fucking pedophile based on his DNA his fucking inbred, disgusting ass DNA. He's being protected from being served. Apparently, though, he was served this early this week. And uh, let's read that fucking Attica. Let's read that article real quick, guys. Ah, <laughs> uh, here we go. Okay, here we go. So, Prince Andrew finally said in publicly filed court papers Friday, and this is according to the New York Post, uh, dated September 25th, that he will not challenge that he's been sued by an alleged Jeffrey Epstein victim after weeks of allegedly dodging the suit in a game of hide-and-seek. Hide-and-seek aided by the fucking police department. Don't fucking omit that shit. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, in a joint stipulation submitted to Manhattan federal court judge Louis Kaplan, lawyers for Andrew and accuser Virginia Dufresne said they spoke over the phone on September 21st and agreed on a timeline for the suit to proceed. Oral argument on the Duke's previously anticipated motion challenging service will not be necessary. The attorneys wrote in a letter filed Friday. If the timeline is approved by Judge Kaplan, the Duke of York will have until October 29 to respond to the allegations brought by Jeffrey, who claims she was forced to have sex with the prince after being groomed by a multimillionaire pedophile, Jeffrey Epstein, and his alleged Madame Ghislaine Chislaine Maswe Awiwi. 
Uh, Jufre claims in the suit that she was forced to have sex with Andrew in London, New York, and on Epstein's private Caribbean island when she was 17 years old. Jufre's lawyer, David Boyce, wrote in the suit that she feared death or physical injury to herself if she did not follow through with the orders from Maxwell and Epstein. Prior prior to September 21st, Boyce had accused the royals of playing hide-and-seek and behind palace walls while refusing to accept the suit. Miss Jufre believes she has already properly served Prince Andrew and the central authority of the United Kingdom has accepted her request to serve him itself, wrote Boyce, wrote Boyce, wrote in a September 6th, that's, what the fuck, New York Post? (laughs) You guys are almost as bad as Uncle Terrence with that fucking grammar. Uh, Service is not intended to be a game of a hide-and-seek behind palace walls, he added. Prince Andrew has long denied he abused Jeffrey during his friendship with Epstein, and Maxwell, yes. So there you have it. There is your Epstein news that still lives on, which we must continue to, you know, in my Facebook group. If you guys want to join, the Facebook group is in the description. Answer all the goddamn questions. We need to make sure you're a real person and not one of Heather Hoaxley's many accounts. Um, but. It's important to keep talking Epstein for many, many fucking reasons. One of the biggest reasons why I do it is for all the people that don't believe in conspiracies or think conspiracies are all fucking tinfoil hat lizard chasing people and all this shit. You bring this up and there's no fucking excuse. There's no way around it. It's all fucking. It's in it's right there. That it didn't matter if you were Bill Clinton, the Clintons, if you were Donald Trump, if you were Prince Andrew, uh, the Khashoggi family was heavily invested in Epstein. All these fucking elites were all homies. And of course, of course, every single one of them, from Clinton to Trump to Prince Andrew, oh, I just didn't know he was a bad guy. Yeah, you motherfucking liars. Of course you guys fucking knew don't give me this fucking shit um it's frustrating when people will see other people are clearly involved with epstein but then make excuses or lies for others uh if you were hanging out with epstein regularly you know what the fuck you knew what the fuck time it was um i mean if you had one chance meeting and then you did some more research. That's one thing. When you're fucking hanging out with him for decades, years, calling him a terrific guy or flying on his plane 28 fucking times or flying from London to his fucking mansion and spending the fucking night over there, uh, spending four nights to call off your fucking friendship with him, you fucking damn well knew what the fuck time it was with Jeff Epstein. So all these motherfuckers are all tied to him. Uh, and it's been a fucking conspiracy top to bottom. And all these people covering whether it was the fucking Bush administration, the, the Obama administration covering for Epstein, the fucking Trump administration was full of that shit. William Barr, 
whose dad hired fucking Jeff Epstein to the Dalton School. Steve Bannon, Trump's number one fucking guy for his campaign, was homies with Jeff Epstein. All these motherfuckers in that administration had ties. Alex Acosta was the prosecutor who teamed up with Alan Little's piece of shit sleazebag Alan Dershowitz prosecuting attorney, defense attorney, and they cut him the fucking sweetheart deal. The man should have fucking lost his license, should have been disgraced, and instead he gets promoted to Secretary of Labor by Donald Trump. Get the fuck out of here. And then the shit goes on. William Barr promised a full investigation. And where is that full investigation? Nothing ever happened. Just the cover-up bullshit, whether he's dead or alive. It is a legitimate question. It's not a conspiracy theory. After all the fucking lies we've been told, after all the bullshit we've been fed, nothing is really off the fucking table when it comes to this shit. So, little rant. I haven't really talked Epstein, but I, you, I might get into it a little bit more. You know, this is something that I have followed for a long time. I've done a lot of fucking research on this shit, on a lot of these fucking characters. So I feel pretty fucking well-versed. I won't speak up on something where I'm not very well-versed. And I told you that, you know, with the Gabby Petito case, I just gave you guys a rough outline, but I am not very well-versed in that. Uh, On this shit, I'm somewhat well-versed. And uh, if you want to dispute what I just said, fight me. Skype link is in the description. (laughs) I'm just playing. But uh, yeah, it's fascinating to me because of that, you know, the the cover-ups. The lies, the deceptions, the fucking bullshit. And then you have all these disinformation campaigns going about, uh, whether it's fucking, I won't get into it. It's going to piss some people off, but it's the fucking truth, man. It's the fucking truth. Uh, the other thing I wanted to cover real quick, and then we're going to take some live phone calls. So I saw a meme on Facebook, of all places, in which uh, (laughs) ASMR, I will only have three beers tonight, god damn it, Uh, I apologize last week, (laughs) we should have had a two-part series for last week's live stream. Uh, I fucking, oof, I went over the edge, and I honestly don't remember what I fucking said on that second part, nor did I want to find out, so I was like, fuck it, I'm not uploading it, and that's it. (laughs) No conspiracy or nothing, I'm admitting it. Uh, I got drunk as fuck, and I don't want to get that drunk. Now or anytime in the near future, maybe I can do that every every six months or something. But yeah, that was pretty fucking bad. I was stuttering, slur, slurring my speech. I couldn't even fucking yeah. I was fucked up. So full disclosure, my apologize or my apologies if I offended anyone. And uh, hope you guys can forgive me. <laughs> my limit is three beers of this shit that I drink. Uh, I know for a fact once I get to that fourth fifth beer I'm fucking done I'm talking to Jesus um yeah it's game over after that and 
that night I can't remember if I drank five or six, but it was a lot. I did get fucked up, so if I offended, I apologize. Uh, but uh, here we are. So I'm only drinking three. <laughs> oh, yeah. So much love. <laughs> um, thank you guys for putting up with me, even when I was fucking out of my fucking mind. Um, anyways, where was I? I just want to make that little little public announcement. Okay, the other thing I wanted to talk about was in 1926. <laughs> <laughs> my segue into going into this next topic I fucking fully disclose that I fucking passed out essentially <laughs> but uh in 1926 <laughs> oh, oh boy let me read some of the fucking comments you were spiked Kelly what's up Kelly what's up Masi god damn long time no see brother was a researcher researcher says wheezy gate yeah yeah fucking hot mic live <laughs> Ooh, yeah oh man yeah i don't want to i don't want to fucking i don't want to be sharing gallon every fucking week fuck that three beers and i'm good and uh that's it uh let's see was he not drunk when he drank piss no i wasn't drunk to be honest with you i was I, I was buzzing, so I, I, I categorize myself in two different camps. I can buzz and I get a little, like, even towards the end of part one on last week's live stream, I was buzzing. I was messing around, talking about glory holes. I was good. I was coherent. I was a little outlandish. I was hyper. But I had control over my actions and words 100%. It was in part two that I fucking went off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah when i drink piss i was i was so i i'm not gonna say sober uh, i was drinking but i wasn't drunk i i knew what i was doing i just fucking drank piss <laughs> so all right um Breaker of Terry's testicles. In 1926, Sedona's having the only bag day job as a receptionist at the Massey side, please. <laughs> What's up, Freddie Lupercal? Shout out to Freddie. Freddie is starting a new YouTube channel. Uh, you can feel free to put your YouTube link on the on the comments, Freddie. Uh, check him out, man. I'm all about promoting other people. Um, it's not about me. It's never been about me. It's about us, and we have built a community. This live chat is always kicking and live. Um, and that's what we do. So we prop each other up. This isn't a competition. Miss Hev. Also, you, if you want to put your YouTube link, Miss Hev does live streams on Friday evenings. If you are in the East Coast of the US, it's like fucking Saturday morning if you are in the UK. But uh, Miss Hev has great live streams as well. You can put your link there. As a matter of fact, I will be speaking with Hev um, after I'm done with this little rant here. So, yeah, this is all about promotion, you know, bigging ourselves up. You know, we're a community. We're all friends. This is not a competition. Never has been, at least for me anyways. Never has been about that. That's why I've legitimately been humbled, you know, 
um, by subscribers, by fucking even the Patreon. Shout out to the Patreons. Uh, little shit like that is truly, truly humbling, you know. I never, never imagined it. So uh, let's get this channel growing. If you're new and you're watching on Odyssey for the first time, I may upload this to Spotify. I don't know yet. But uh, yeah, definitely check out if you are listening to this on the podcast forum, listen to it on Odyssey. And we do live streams normally 4 p.m. Eastern time. 9 p.m. UK time, some fucking koala time, Sunday morning in Australia land. Uh, but that's what it is. And if you're new, jump into the live chat, make some friends. We're all we're all big, big giant family, and we just hang out. Sandy bees nuts, hell yeah. Sandy D's nuts, hell yeah. Demelza, what's happening? Look at all these late commas. <laughs> um, anyways, back to the information at hand. Uh, just one minute. <laughs> um, let's see here. Sorry. Trying to find this. Huh? So, fuck it. Let me just give you a little bit of background. Um, if you guys are familiar with American history in the early part of the century, so about 100 years ago now, during the 1920s up until the 1930s, there was a thing called prohibition in which the government... Uh, the fuck is going on here? Are you guys fighting in the fucking comments? Calm down, motherfuckers. Um, uh, ooh, DJ Mossy, I've been having issues with the Odyssey app. I deleted it, then downloaded it again, and it seems to be working fine tonight. And it's great to be back in the community again. DJ Mossy, fuck yeah. Shout out to DJ Mossy. Put your YouTube link in there, my man. Um... Yeah, hell yeah, dude. DJ Mossy, you guys tuned in at the very beginning. We played a DJ Mossy tune. He's made me many, many a fire beats. So uh, check out my man, DJ Mossy. He'll, he'll throw in a party. So again, sorry, I'm getting distracted. God damn it. Okay, back to the fucking subject. During Prohibition, the government basically, American government, outlawed alcohol consumption. Fucking one of the most ridiculous things. Well, take that back. There's many ridiculous fucking things the American government has done throughout history. That's definitely one of one of them up there. Top of the list. And uh, during this time, people were making moonshine, making their own alcohol at home. A lot of the mob was really making fucking money at this point in time. This is what's going on with the drug war today. You ban drugs, cocaine, marijuana, even heroin, poppy production from Afghanistan. Grown by the CIA, sold to Big Pharma, tons of money made. But that's another fucking subject. <laughs> Problem is when you fucking outlaw shit, whether it's a fucking mob, 
you know, mafia, you know, in the 1920s, the Italian mob took over prohibition and made a fuck ton of money. And a lot of these big money mobsters ended up being in politics and in government. And when did that end? You really fucking are going to be naive to think that that just suddenly stopped and American politics cleaned up their fucking act? When did it fucking stop? Never did. It just continued and essentially evolved. You know, right now with the drugs, marijuana and all this shit, the Mexican cartels take over that shit. And they work in cahoots with the fucking CIA. Just business deals with the fucking government. Um, it's a Ponzi scheme. And it's riddled with corruption. And it's not just the fucking bad guy gangsters. It's the bigger bad guys are your fucking Bill Gates. That fucking sleazebag that you guys saw. That's the real fucking mob boss. And even him. He's not on top of it. There's people way up above that motherfucker. And, uh, but Bill Gates, as, as much of a nerd as he is and all this shit, that motherfucker, that's a fucking cartel boss, man. Look at the way he fucking laughed. Talk about his buddy. This is his buddy. Say what you will. But they were homies. <laughs> uh, you know, well, he's dead, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm not even going to get into it. Uh, he's dead. Oh, Babs. Go get me my trank, you filthy, dirty whore. <laughs> you know that's how that motherfucker talks in his, one of his fucking nasty-ass mansions. Uh, Cum-riddled, decrepit fucking houses. Uh, but that's what it is, you know what I'm saying? It's just evilness, all these corruption all over your fucking face with, when it comes to that. Back to the topic. Fuck, dude. I'm sorry, guys. I keep hopping around. Um... During Prohibition, do you really think Americans stopped drinking and consuming alcohol? Fuck no. And again, the, the fucking mobsters were dealing, were selling and dealing a lot of this shit. Well, since alcohol was essentially illegal and people had to buy alcohol from Europe or get it shipped from other places around the world because it was illegal here in the States. People started using industrial strength alcohol. And obviously they made a couple additions, you know, essentially making moonshine out of it. And we're able to make alcohol even with the ban in place. The government noticing this ended up purposely tainting a lot of this medical grade alcohol with methyl. Methyl, when mixed in this, forms these compounds in your body when ingested and essentially uh, starts to form formaldehyde. If you aren't familiar with formaldehyde, it's extremely toxic. Side effects to prolonged use of this compound you'll go blind dementia and uh this is one of the reasons why people with the onset of this start hallucinating you know their eyes start getting fucked up and they start seeing shit and that's how you know these people have been 
essentially drugged or contaminated with uh, this methyl toxic compound. Um, and it was done on purpose. The government did it to batches of alcohol that they knew was going to be consumed by the general public. And over the course of nearly a decade, it is estimated that 10,000 people ended up dying with thousands of more getting severely injured and disabled. You know, the ones that survived this shit. This is the government doing this. Why is this important? And how is it related to today? There's a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people that they can be very smart, very intelligent. Uh, but for whatever reason, and you hear them say this a lot, I just can't believe the government would ever do such a thing like that. I just can't believe the government would ever hurt its own citizens. So prior to seeing this meme, I had pointed people a lot to Operation Northwoods, in which the government was ready to put some motions in intact to commit terrorism against, against its own citizens. And people say September 11th is basically an extension to the 1960s version of Operation Northwoods. The document was signed by all of the joint chiefs of, chiefs of staff. So basically the head of the CIA, head of the FBI, military, all that shit. They all signed it. Only signature that they didn't have was John F. Kennedy's signature. He refused to sign it, said that's fucked up. I'm not going to contribute to killing our own fucking citizens. And that's not the reason why he got assassinated, but no fucking question. That was one of the many reasons why they wanted to take him out. Um, so prior to this meme and doing this investigation of the 1926 government alcohol poisonings, I had been pointed out to Operation Northwoods and Lo and behold, we find that in 1926, the government purposely fucking poisoned alcohol and resulting in 10,000 deaths. That's a lot of fucking people that died due to the government tainting alcohol. And then you want to go further than that look at all the times the government went onto Native American land and genocided entire villages, women, men, and children. Never hear about that government going in there to take away their lands by force and exterminating tribes and tribes and tribes of people. So it's nothing new that the government does this shit to its own citizens. It's not a surprise and so let me play you a clip that probably does a better job of breaking it down than what I just did I just wanted to give you a little quick synopsis of it here is the exclusive <laughs> 
clip. Just kidding, that's from Flagrant 2. <coughs> Alright, here we go. Let me see. Yeah, here we go. This is from the Smithsonian. Smithsonian, very respected by many people. And so I'm pointing this out because what Snopes.com says about this is fucking hilarious, but we'll get on, we'll get to Snopes in a second. By 1929, American law enforcement is proclaiming prohibition a success. But most Americans don't buy it. The editor of the Detroit Free Press, Malcolm Bingay, he wrote that it was extremely difficult to get a drink in Detroit during Prohibition. You'd have to walk into a bar and shout really loudly above the noise of the crowd so that the bartender could hear you. To satisfy a thirsty nation, gangsters like Al Capone operate illicit distilleries and smuggle in liquor from other countries. Hard alcohol could be imported from Europe, from Canada, from the Caribbean. It could be something that was sold at a fairly high price point to eager consumers. Demand barely falters. And targeting the middleman, the bootlegger, isn't enough. As more and more industrial alcohol is rerouted to the speakeasy market, the federal government intensifies its efforts to curtail demand without threatening supply. The country can't run without industrial alcohol. It was in everything from perfume to laundry detergent. This is the primary source of illegal alcohol in the country. So what the government then looked at was, can we do something to this alcohol that makes it much riskier to drink and use that essentially as a chemical enforcement of prohibition. December 25th, 1926. A man runs into a New York City emergency room, crying that Santa Claus is chasing him with a baseball bat. And then he shortly thereafter dies, and you have 65 other deaths in the same day. Charles Norris, the medical examiner of New York City, determined that all 65 of them were due to additives in industrial alcohol that had been required by the federal government. Among the additives is methyl alcohol, more than unpleasant, it's a poison. Methyl alcohol is very dangerous because when your body breaks it down, it breaks it down into some uniquely poisonous compounds. Some of the hazards are going to be blindness, dementia, and of course the last horrible effect is you're going to die. One could say, and some people did say, that the federal government itself was a willing party in the poisoning of people because they were adding this to alcohol that they knew was going to be repurposed and sold as beverage alcohol. Charles Norris made a public statement directly accusing the U.S. government of poisoning American citizens, a minimum of 10,000 deaths nationwide. It sparks outrage across the nation. Over the course of the next year, deaths from industrial alcohol rarely leave the headlines. the Smithsonian y'all let's take a quick look at what snopes.com says <laughs> all right where are you at motherfucking snopes um so snopes gets cited by a lot of people Oh, well, I fact-checked it on Snopes.com. I don't believe you. 
and uh they probably walk funny you know like something's in their butt but <laughs> the people that believe in snopes nah i'm just kidding that's a rough generalization some people don't know any better they think they're doing actual research and all this fucking bullshit but uh let's read what snopes has to say about this did the u.s government purposely poison 10,000 americans during prohibition an internet meme claims that government agencies try to curb consumption of illegal liqueur by adding poison right enough of that fucking voice that just seems like the fucking voice that fucking people that read snopes <laughs> fucking do you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, okay. So, in 1926, the federal government poisoned alcohol to curb consumption during Prohibition. Uh, during Prohibition. Okay. I'm good, then. Just wanted to make sure it was showing on the screen. Uh, let's see. So, Snope says it's a mixture. Usually when I see something that is a mixture, in my mind, bitch, motherfuckers, it's true. They are simply using a technicality or some stupid little fucking game, mind game that they're playing to try to make you question it. Um, and, and you can see it by reading it. So, what's true when the... Manufacture and sale of alcohol was illegal between 1920 and 1933. Regulatory agencies encouraged measures making industrial alcohol undrinkable, including the addition of lethal chemicals. What's false? The government did not poison supplies of alcohol meant for human consumption, nor did it intentionally aim to kill those who drank the tainted product. <laughs> To me, this article right here, if you believe in Snopes.com, Snopes.com basically admits that it's people that live in basements and receive funding over the Smithsonian. Hmm, who am I going to trust? Some little sweaty, nasty fucks living in a basement collecting funds over the Smithsonian? Yeah, easy fucking choice. So you see the origin right here. Let's read it. As if Americans hadn't accum accumulated enough dark suspicions about their government over the past 50 odd years, along comes an internet factoid holding that the United States government unintentionally, intentionally, and fatally poisoned more than 10,000 of its own citizens between 26 and 33. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. The agenda is clear. Fuck you, Snopes.com. You don't fact check shit. You can fact check my balls, you fucks. Uh, you guys talk about disinformation agents and all this shit. You guys are the kings of disinformation. Fight me. Fucking fight me. Uh... 
then Snopes writes an article about my claim right now. Uh, it's a mixture. Uh, you know, it's partially true, uh, partially fake. Uh, we do enjoy things in our asses when we walk, but uh, uh, it's it's not true that. Uh, oh yeah, basements. Uh, just fucking weird shit, man. Fuck them. Fact checker my ass. So I just showed you guys a clip from the fucking Smith Smithsonian. And then trying to see Snopes attempt to debunk it. It was fucking laughable. So a lot of people are like, eh, I checked on Snopes.com and they said it's not true. Just because you see it on Snopes.com does not make it fucking false or true or any of that shit, man. Do some real research. Don't rely on some fucking dumb fuck site that is right there they wrote it i read it to you right there that these origins come from people believing in conspiracy theories like if that was such a bad thing how many fucking conspiracies that have been proven and verified must we go over um i'm gonna take live calls here soon very soon uh, but before I get there, Dr. Brett Weinstein, he is, him and his wife, Heather, a good Heather, not the bad Heather, they are both doctors, PhD biologists that are somewhat mainstream and have now been essentially ostracized by the mainstream for not believing in the vaccine. They're not anti-vax, mind you. They're just saying this fucking vaccine was rushed. I don't want the Trump vaccine. Um, there's not enough. We don't know what the long-term effects are going to be, so I'm not taking it. And him and Sam Harris, Dr. Brett Weinstein and Sam Harris, two intellectuals in my opinion. Sam Harris is a man that I... At one point, I had much respect for him and his stance on pushing the vaccine and all this fucking shit. I'm off the Sam Harris train officially. It's too much bullshit. But Brett Weinstein and uh, and Dr. Brett Weinstein and Sam Harris were real good friends. And their friendship has essentially eroded because they view it in two different ways. These are two very intelligent people. Differences, Sam Harris pushing mainstream bullshit garbage. And Dr. Brett Weinstein is like, fuck that. Based on the science, he was, Dr. Brett Weinstein was one of the first ones to say that the lab leak theory, he was saying this uh, back in 2020. I think in March of 2020, he was saying this already, that, or April, or some shit like that. He was one of the first ones um, to say that, in his mind, Corona came from a lab leak based on the behaviors, uh, the way Corona would die through direct UV lighting contact, all that bullshit. He was one of the first ones to say it. And back when he said it, everyone that echoed that same thought well, you're a conspiracy theorist. Fast forward a year and a half later, 
And now the lab leak theory doesn't look so fucking batshit crazy. Excuse the fucking pun. But that's the thing that these so-called intellectual people do. They, instead of debating facts that they claim, they claim they're about facts in science, will simply just chalk everything up to conspiracy theory. Uh, it's a big fucking joke. Sam Harris made a name. He's a prominent atheist guy. Watching him debate religious leaders of all faiths, Muslims, Christians, all that shit. I used to enjoy watching him because he would fucking destroy them and eat them up alive. And so to hear him not wanting to talk to his former friend, Dr. Brett Weinstein, and have a debate on who's right and who's wrong. And he's saying he won't debate him because it'll give Dr. Brett Weinstein a bigger platform and he doesn't need one because he just spews off conspiracy theories. In my opinion, Sam Harris had made a name propping up religious conspiracy theorists, inviting priests, inviting pastors of different Christian denominations, inviting fucking rabbis and, and fucking imams conspiracy theorists and debating them. He had no problem then. He felt comfortable then, but now he's scared to go up against someone with the same intellect. Yeah, I lost all. Con I feel bad. I, I did like the guy, but fuck that, man. That, that f when you don't, you're being a hypocrite when you don't want to face the fucking facts, face the science that you claim to espouse. And at the end of the day, it's all bullshit. So if you guys are interested in COVID shit, I de strongly suggest uh, Dr. Brett Weinstein and his wife, Heather, were demonetized off of YouTube for spreading medical misinformation. These are two PhD biologists fully capable on speaking and opining on the COVID subject, and they were demonetized. This is back to censorship, cancel culture, all that fucking garbage. And so they recently left YouTube and are exclusively right here on Odyssey. So make sure you guys, um, if you guys are interested in COVID shit from a medical and scientific perspective, check out Dr. Brett Weinstein's channel. Uh, also, they have their podcast on Spotify. It's called The Dark Horse uh, Podcast. The Dark Horse Podcast with Dr. Brett Weinstein. Great fucking, they do live streams, they answer, they do Q&As, answer questions. It's a great way to get really, really informed on the subject. And uh, I definitely recommend it. Why was I going with that? I don't know why. I just wanted to make that point on Sam Harris. I'm pretty, pretty bummed about that, but it is what it is. All right, let's see who we have on the Skype plans. We are going to get to our calls. Thank you guys for tuning in. We're having a great time. The live chat is fucking kicking as always. Oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, fuck. Oh, there you are. Fucking Skype. Bitch ass motherfucker. Why do I swear? Because I'm on Odyssey motherfuckers. <laughs> Uh, that's, we got to take advantage of it. I've been trying to, when I'm on YouTube, 
if I get invited on YouTube, I try to watch my swearing now. Out of respect for all those people. Oh, here we go. We're going to have Hev. All right. Hev, if you're listening, I'm going to call you right now, young lady. Doing. How you going, young lady? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm going good. I'm going good. I'm I'm chilling. I'm relaxing. Dropping truth bombs, as they say, as the kids these days say. Yep, I've been listening, and it's been interesting. So that's good. Did you find it interesting? Were there? Did you know about the 1926 alcohol poisoning? Yes, I do. Oh, there you go. You so you're you were already on top of it. Then I just went yep. over some other stuff. Have you heard anything about the Gabby Petito case? Yes, I have. Ah, there you go. See, and she had the same. Uh, what do you call it? The people. Uh, what are they when they do the autopsy? The yeah, she yeah, had the autopsy. same one that Jeffrey Epstein and that had as well. What do you mean the same one? The same examiner? Yep. So ah. is she dead? Yeah, they. Or is, is that, no, no, is no. That, I think you're talking right about one. you're talking about someone sure. else. Um, they found her remains in the wilderness, and I think they just recently did DNA evidence, and that's how they were able to prove it was her. Yep. Yeah. I, I might be getting mixed up with someone else. Actually, yeah, I, I think, thought. It was, yeah. Someone missing good. in a in a state forest or something. Yeah, is yeah, yeah. Is that a different one? It's a different one. She. Okay, was, there you go. She was a YouTuber. And uh, social media influencer is what they call her. Oh, okay. And yeah, she went missing and I only started covering it because it came close to home because, you know, apparently the boyfriend is hiding out somewhere in my neck of the woods, you know? I know uh, the, yes. I know the preserve real good and all that stuff. And then a lot of these activities took place in Utah, another place that I've lived at. So that's what really drew my attention to it. You know, I thought it was just a local thing, but apparently it's national news, and I'm sure it'll go. Uh, it'll well, get I to have your heard, side of the pond. I think I have heard about it. I've got the two mixed up, actually. Yeah. Um, that her boyfriend was suspected, is suspected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing it. Yeah. Yep. 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 So that's been all over Twitter. So I know they both have. There's two different ones. Um, where the women have been found dead. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about the yep. other one because I I normally don't focus too much time on uh, missing true people crime. Yeah, true yep. crime. It just it's not one of my subjects that really. I think more than anything, the biggest reason why I don't really cover it too much it just kind of saddens me. You know, it's like it's sad. Someone lost their life. Someone's missing. Someone's gone forever. Um, yeah. It's not my, I understand people's fascination with those kind of things and I'm not judging anyone. It's just my personal preference not to really do it that much, you know? Yep. I understand. I look, yeah. I look at that sort of stuff a lot, especially missing people. Yeah. Um, and with, with, um, forest disappearances, you know, the strange and mysterious missing, you know? Yeah. Yep. And I, oh, I do watch a lot of true crime, so but I don't believe some of it because you can tell they're sort of twisting things, you know, when you're watching like the shows on TV. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but when you, when you listen to people uh, um, 
when you listen to people really dig into it, there's more to it. There always is, you know? Yeah, it's... <sighs> yeah, I, I know exactly what you're saying. And, I, and like I said, I understand the fascination. It's just not my cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. And did you hear about... um? Uh, you probably mentioned it, actually. I've been in and out. Um, Prince Andrew getting served. Yeah, yeah, I did mention it. And yep. I also played the Bill Gates clip where I he, saw that, yep. he was on PBS NewsHour getting called out. What a little out. weasel he is. Oh, yeah, his mannerisms. Uh, to me, if, we could, if I could paint his skin color to green, he looks like the Grinch that stole Christmas, you know, just a straight-up yeah. evil creep. He does, yep. Yeah. And, Horrible you know, little man. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no question. And he's been getting called out for a long time, but normies are like, no, no, he's a good guy. And, and even then, he was trying to promote his philanthropy. Uh, we, we need to uh, shine more light on that. Get the hell out of here, you scumbag. Did he's, you know? He's hiding behind that. And, and that's a tactic that a lot of these evil scumbags do. They find yeah. something that they use as a shield and hide behind it. So in this case, Bill Gates is um, is using you know philanthropy as his yep. weapon. Uh, Uncle is. Terrence, for example, uses intersex as a weapon. They all find ways to weaponize things, and so yeah, Bill Gates is a giant, giant scumbag. Prince Andrew uses his DNA you know, as a weapon. Yeah. Well, when you think about what Epstein was doing and he was, um, actually Epstein was experimenting on people. Did you know that? I, I have heard about that. And, uh, I know that in his Zorro ranch in New Mexico, he would get a lot of scientists to talk about eugenics. Yep. And so no question in my mind that Bill Gates was part of that shit. Exactly. And he had a dental chair, like, I think it had straps on it too to hold people down. Epstein did on his island in that, in that um, temple thing. Yeah. Yep. There were pictures taken of um, a dental chair in there and mattresses and all sorts of things. Yeah, I... Interesting, interesting things on the island. So it, to say that Bill Gates wasn't involved in any of that, I think that's, considering what they're all into, I think that would be, you know, a mistake to say that, yeah, he, he didn't do anything, you know what I mean? Because it, I think all of these guys, anyone, in my opinion, anyone that had multiple run-ins with Epstein, multiple, yep. or several years long relationships Anyone, they knew what was going on. Um, there have been people yep. that reported to meeting him and then later finding out. And so they only met him once. I can understand that. I, and I, I'm willing to believe that instance. But when you've had multiple years relationship with this guy, you're not going to hear the freaking rumors. And uh, I mean, of course, uh, everyone knew. Everyone knew. Uh, yep. it, you could you could essentially say he was the worst kept secret in that elite uh, group of people. And yep. so when, when all these people come out saying that they didn't know him, there's only been one guy that has come out saying that he knew him 
And yep. uh, what's his name? He's an older gentleman. I can't remember his name, but he worked with Epstein in one of these uh, stock brokerages, you know, like, you know, for financial trades and whatnot. Yep. And he has openly talked about, look, I was friends with him. I mentored him. And uh, do I approve of all the stuff he's been accused of? Absolutely not. But I would be lying if I said I hated him and I disowned him, whatever. No, I got along with him. I treated him like a son. And out of all the people connected to him, I'll give respect to that guy because at least he's admitting it. Everyone says, oh, I didn't know. I Or or I did this. Or I, I left. I, I shut down all my connections with him. Or... All I wanted to talk about was philanthropy or freaking foundations and all this. It's all these excuses by all these clowns. Or I revoked his membership here. It's all nonsense. The only one that has spoken is, geez, I can't, it's slipping my my mind what this uh, older gentleman's name is. But he has actually been instrumental in bringing a lot of evidence because, like I said, he has freely disclosed or admitted that he was essentially Jeff Epstein's mentor um, in the financial aspect of things. Yeah. And did you know that Jeffrey Epstein is, isn't even the worst one? Oh, no, no. He's, he, when people try to paint him as he, in my opinion, I think Ghislaine had way more power and I don't even think she was the worst one there. There's so many people above these people, you know? Yep. Exactly. So many people. It, it's, it's not as simple as like some kind of movie or video game where you just have one top villain. You get that top villain and, and maybe that's why the narrative that he committed suicide in prison was gone about because there are people, Oh, well he's dead now. And that's exactly what Bill Gates was doing. What did he say? Oh, well he's dead now. You know, like end of story. And the reason in my opinion, he he's playing on that is people's gullibility that, you know, it's like a video game. You kill the main boss, the mob boss, or whoever, and game over. No need to talk about it. That's it. When in reality, there's so many layers. The whole Jeff Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell aspect of it is simply just one of many layers to this whole disgusting cake. Yep. That's the surface layer. Yeah, yeah. they throw in who they caught under the bus. That's just my opinion anyways. Miss Hev, so you are an Aussie from, you are from uh, Sydney, is that? Yep, just outside Sydney, yep. Sydney. I did want to ask you, how is the COVID situation over there? Um, What can you tell us? Well, the actual situation on COVID, like, I don't know anyone who's got it, but, you know, but we're all locked down. You know me. <laughs> yep, I know. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, I know you. Kidding. You I'm had just, it. Um, but it see, the PCR tests, while they're faulty, I can't trust that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so. Based yeah. on symptoms and stuff, I, yeah. Besides my, yeah. Son, my son coming. I mean, I, normally when I had fevers, they're gone after uh, 24 hours, 48 hours max. The fact that I had a fever for almost a week. And then a migraine, I've never had a migraine headache with a fever and I had those to me. Yeah, I I had it. It, Yeah. Yeah. I I don't doubt that. Like I don't doubt you had what they think is COVID. 
Yeah. yeah. But I think the PCR tests, when they run it for um, <coughs> any higher than 25 cycle, um, they give false positives, even at 28. So, and what ours are doing over in Australia is they're running them at 40. I think they're actually picking the numbers out of their backsides at the moment. They're just reporting people who've died, like, period. doesn't matter what they died of. They're just reporting people who have died. And that's the excuses they're using to keep us locked down. Yeah, no no question. So, yeah, I definitely got it. I, I got it. But even after having gone through it, how the hell, in my opinion, this is my opinion, how the yep. hell can you justify shutting down government over what essentially amounts to a flu or fever? And Chancer mm-hmm. and I ended up talking about that in one of the, I think it was episode number 12. I started talking about COVID. He started doing research yep. on the community guidelines. I was like, oh shit, bro. We can't even talk about this. You can't even talk about that uh, COVID is just like the flu. Um, yep. Otherwise, that's a community guideline violation. Yeah, that's and what so I got done we, for last. Uh, that's why my channel got deleted. Yeah, medical misinformation. Yeah. So I kept saying this is not real. So we we ended up uh, censoring most of the conversation. However, if you want the uncensored conversation, subscribe to the Daddy Gate podcast on Spotify. We uploaded the entire conversation uncensored there, uh, where we're more free to talk about that kind of stuff. But I heard I, that's that. How I heard the beeping out of everything, you know, and I was like, oh, no. Yeah, that's why I we did it. I can't hear half the words they were saying there. Well, if you want the uncensored version, it's right there on, on Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, go to Spotify. Yep. And that's what we tried yep. uh, telling people. Just go to the Daddy Gate podcast on Spotify, and it's all uh, the uncensored version is there. But that's how ridiculous it is. It's like you have to abide by their damn rules. And that's one of the reasons, though, even though it's not a bigger pool of people out here on Odyssey, we are more free to essentially speak how we want to speak and exactly. speak our goddamn minds. And so yep. it's it's a trade-off or one trade-off. Obviously, we get way more people on, on YouTube, but I, I have to self-censor. You know, I, I was listening to Joe Rogan podcast this week, and he had, who did he have? Um... I had a couple of good guests this week, but when it comes to Joe Rogan podcast, I listen to every single uh, episode. Uh, when I'm working, I'm always listening to podcasts. So whenever he's got one, boom, I'll, I'll pop it in. But yep. he had a pretty, pretty interesting guess. Who was it though? Jeez, I can't remember. But they were talking about this whole YouTube censorship. Oh, you know who it was? Have you ever heard of Valuetainment? No. Okay, he's another podcaster, pretty well known. He's an Iranian American. Uh, he's interviewed a lot of lot of interesting people, from liberals to to conservatives, everyone, everyone, and he's a pretty good interviewer, very fair. Uh, so when I saw him on Joe Rogan's podcast, I'm like, oh, that just shows how awesome Joe Rogan is. He's not scared of interviewing, quote unquote, the competition, or you know, yeah, he's he. He willingly put this guy on on his podcast, another pretty large podcaster. But their conversation was good. They spoke for about three hours, but they were talking about the whole cancellation. You know, Joe Rollins was like, he didn't want to be tied down. And he goes, self-censorship is a huge, huge fear right now. Yeah. Because once you start letting the government 
essentially Google's run by the government and Google owns YouTube. Once you start letting them force you into self-censure or compliance, in other words, going down very, very terrible, slippery slopes. And so rather than self-censoring myself on, on YouTube and keep going that route, you know, screw it. I'm, I'm happier here. I can. Yeah. Well, you've seen me on YouTube. I'm trying to do sign language, mate. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or, or what does Jason Berman always talk about when he's talking about the jab? He's like the boop boops. <laughs> yep. You gotta make like, names for you, them. Yeah, you, you gotta. You gotta like, that's the thing. So you gotta self censor, and then you gotta pl- be a wordsmith and play yep. all these stupid games. And right here on Odyssey, fuck COVID. It's just like the flu. I can say that and not suffer any repercussions. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's easier know. when you can say what you need to say because I'm not a person who can easily censor myself too. Yeah. So um, that's why I do all the sign language, you know, because I've got to say what I've got to say. I'm not going to not say it. I'm going to try and find another way. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's but I can get on the camera and everything, you know, and do the sign language and. <laughs> <laughs> so. We- when I see these things on Australia, is the media kind of exaggerating things, would you say? Or maybe things are different depending on the region of Australia that you are in. Uh, what yes. can you tell me about that? Okay. It does depend on which region you are in, in Australia, sort of, a little bit. <laughs> Victoria and New South Wales are both locked down. That is um, three out of five states of Australia. Um, oh, hang on, seven. Oh, God, I can't even remember how many states are in Australia. <laughs> but you two are of them are shut the down. weakest link. Um, Goodbye. <laughs> two of them are shut down in Queensland. I don't know what's going on up there. Um, I think they're open, but their borders shut. So it's very strange. Oh. And we just keep getting, like, the health expert that they say is an expert who probably is just a pen pusher his whole life. Um, but just because they have a degree, you know. Um, These health experts are the ones telling us to shut down, lock down, and you've got the media crying for us to be shut down, locked down and kept locked down. And the media, are what they're doing is saying that the protesters are the violent ones when it's the police that are actually, they're throwing things at the protesters and um, there's one film clip of a guy um, the police officer going, come on, you pussies, come on, like <laughs> at the crowd. So they're trying to, the police are trying to um, make the, like cra- instigators. the crowd up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah it, also, it almost seems like they're being agent provocateurs in, in a way. They are. You know? And there's also some in the crowds as well Yeah. because they've been spotted. They have, you can see their uh, like bulletproof vests on underneath their t- their shirts and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and they've got, like, handcuffs in their pocket where, you know, you can see some of these things. And I've had people who've gone to the protest say to me, you know, some of the people in there did look a bit um, sus. Hmm. So, but we've also got something else that's popped up in the last couple of days. They had an emblem, the police, Victorian police, had an emblem on their um I saw it. Jackets. It's like a Nazi sign. What the hell is that No, about? no. It's the Predator. It's the, from the movie Predator, right? 
I thought it was from the from like a Nazi type of thing. No, it's from the movie Predator. And what we have in Australia, in Victoria, is a Predator Security Company. Mm. So what I'm wondering is, are these security dressed up as police? Because I've also seen footage of these apparent police people with guns walking up to men with the gun in their face going, like, yelling, screaming at them, move, 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 go, go, go. And one bloke just stood there with his arms crossed and the police officer got right up to him and when he realised that the guy wasn't moving, he turned around and walked away. Now, a police officer wouldn't do that. He'd throw him on the ground and arrest him. But what we've seen was it's it looks like acting to me. I don't know. Not the people protesting, but the people acting like police. Yeah. The police seem to be actors. And then there's movies get, getting recorded in Australia and Melbourne and all Sydney and Queensland um, while everyone's in lockdown. So what's going on? Is this part of it? Like, it just makes you question everything when you see all of this information and you don't quite know what is happening. You know what I what mean? What to make out of it? Well, there was, yeah. a, there was another event. So I listened to Breaking Points uh, with Crystal and Sagar. Have you ever seen uh, Breaking Points? They're on YouTube no. channel. They used to work. Uh, for The Hill. They are somewhat mainstream. Uh, the So when I get my news, I get it from these guys. Uh, Crystal yeah. is a little bit more lefty. And uh, Sagar is a little bit more conservative. And they host, they go over news things that have happened. And they break them down. They even do some Epstein stuff every now and then. But they... Their takes, they respect each other, even though one's coming from one side and the other's from the other side. And they do it good because even when Crystal sees some bullshit coming on from the left or lefty-leaning media, she calls it out. And same thing with Sagar. He'll he'll do it from the right-winger side. So it that's where I seem... Thank you. That's where I um, seem to get my my news from. I trust them more than anything... And that's what I do when I want to get more of the mainstream angle and uh, without looking at mainstream. the mainstream. Yeah, without the mainstream uh, bullshit angle. But they talked about how early in the week there was supposed to be some kind of uprising by anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers at the Capitol. And yep. a lot of left-leaning people were freaking out over it and, and losing their minds over it. And when the time came, there was more media than actual protesters showing up to it. And there was, and it was the FBI. Yes. And the people, the protesters, quote unquote, were all undercover law enforcement. FBI, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh when, and, and these guys, these guys are mainstream people, so they're not going to talk conspiracy. Although they do talk about it every now and then. Uh, this is why I enjoy watching their shit, but they're like, they broke down the whole thing. That's where I got, that's where I found out about it actually was from them. And, yeah. uh, as soon as I'm listening to them talk about this and in my mind, I'm like, what if this was supposed to be a false flag and, Maybe something happened or whatever, and it just got canceled at the last minute. 
you know, no, they just... the Patriots knew they were calling it out before it happened, and they said, "Don't go, don't go, don't go," because um, this is a setup, and it was. Yeah, yeah, but if they if if the powers that be really wanted to go forward, they would have gone forward with it. So I don't think it was just that; it's just something else must have happened, and maybe just a change of plan. Uh, well, they were trying to set up the Patriots. They were Patriots, trying to set so. them up. Because I'm a Patriot, um, but I don't think some of these guys would call me a Patriot. <laughs> oh, no, you are. If you love your country, you're a Patriot. doesn't matter. I love some aspects of my country, but I also call out the garbage and the conspiracies that yeah, it commits. So it's kind of weird. The- yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, you can that. love your country and call them out for the bad stuff they do. That's for sure. I, that, I do that, that too. I love this country, yeah. but I'm going to call out when it's, you know. Yeah. It's, it's and, a weird and situation. I don't, like I don't, still I don't, so it's like, oh, my goodness, Australia, come on. Wake up. Uh, I have a feeling someone, something really you know, big is going to have to happen to wake them up. Did you see that uh, march in Brazil? I did. Holy shit. The massive one? Yes. Millions and millions of people. On the street, mm-hmm. protesting the lockdown bullshit. Millions of yeah. people. You That's want to make a statement? Imagine if everyone around the world started doing the Brazil-style marches. These people um, got on the streets. And shout out to Data Hoax. Data Hoax is the one that sent me that uh, on Messenger. I had no idea until he sent it to me. And it was people taking these clips from... You know, some of the multi-story buildings that they were living in, looking down, and it wasn't hundreds of people. It wasn't thousands. It's estimated it was millions of people on the fucking streets. Impressive. Did you see the Dutch one? I haven't seen that one. Where they were dancing from side to side? No, no, no. I haven't seen that one. Oh, they were out in the streets with their beers and that, and they were just like um, taking... Two, two steps to the left and two steps to the right. And it was like a dance and a song and everything. And it was, oh, it was amazing watching the Dutch one. Yeah. And, and that's what we need to do. You know, the people. It, <sighs> yeah, get creative and dodge so the police can't hit a moving target, you know. <laughs> there's, so much, there's so much bullshit. You see the censorship in the UK. So this is from my opinion, my, as an American. Um, I see the censorship in in the UK and apparently Scotland is so much worse than than the rest of the UK. Then I see the bullshit going on in Australia and that's why I'm asking you. That's why I wanted to speak with you. I wanted to get your firsthand uh, experiences with all this, but I see all that shit. I see the stuff going on in Canada and it's troubling to me in so many levels because there's no question in my mind that they want to implement a lot of that garbage over here. Yes, I do. Unfortunately, unfortunately for them is the, the constitution. And so the reason they're pushing this COVID and, and national emergency status is because under a national emergency, you can get away with much more. And so this is why something that you have a high chance of surviving. If you do get it and all this other stuff, it's not the black plague. But the reason they keep it on national emergency status is so that they can continue their bullshit and yep. nonsense. 
it's it's clear as day in my opinion but a lot of people fail to see or or don't even want to go down that route yeah i know that's like they're scared of the truth i don't know what it is because i think they have a feeling that we know like we we're right there's something you know going on but they just don't want to admit it to themselves yeah you know um so are you in a in a big city? Are you on the outskirts? Are you away from? I'm on the outskirts of Sydney, but okay. I am classed as in the city Sydney Sydney city metropolitan area. So I'm part of Sydney, but I'm on the outskirts. I'm up in the mountains. Yeah. Yep, yeah, but um, yeah, we're still classed as Sydney, and um, I went out the other day and went the other way, not towards Sydney, but the other way uh, for half an. Uh, well, I was out for three hours. We were driving around, me and a friend of mine, and we didn't see any police out there. And um, yeah, we just went went out for a drive and thought, oh well, if we get pulled over, we'll use you know this as an excuse. Um, like I had to renew my license, and this girl had to pick up a mail, and we thought, okay, well, if if they pull us over, you, you're allowed to go and look at a property if you're going to rent it. So we were going to say that I was going to move in with her and I was going to look at a property. So, like, it's getting creative. We had to make it, you know, think of an excuse to be out. Yeah. That's how bad it is. It's ridiculous. You cannot just drive down the road anymore. Jesus. Yep. You get pulled over. The police do checks. They have... um, like in certain areas, there'll be like a highway patrol and he'll be the one, you know, pulling people over to make sure that you're within five kilometres of your house or you have a reasonable excuse to be out further if you are further out. Yeah. But I still go and do what I've got to do. Like I travel an hour and a half towards Sydney and back in one day um, just to, you know, pick, go and see a man about a horse, you know, you know, because I smoke, you know. Yeah. Um, so I go and see a man about a horse, and I still do that, and no one stops me. I've been to see my mum and dad in Parramatta, which is two hours away towards the city, and I haven't been pulled over, and I've been out the other way towards the country, and I haven't been pulled over. So my son has been pulled over on the way out towards the country because he works out there. But uh, even that, he, the, our police were dro- the police officer that pulled him over was driving a BMW. Right now, this is taxpayer funded, right? Yeah. Driving a BMW, didn't look like a normal policeman with the blue shirt on, had black on. Pulled my son over and, and said, "You were doing 120 in a 110k zone," and my son said, "Was I? I didn't realise. I didn't think I was speeding." And then he asked if he had his paperwork, the reason he was out. And so my son produced it because he works for a company. He's a, what do you call it, the essential worker. Um, well, they only just found that out. He's an essential worker because he works with food. So um, anyway, <laughs> he produced the paperwork and the police officer said, okay, I'll, I'll be sending you a speeding ticket in the mail. And my son come home and told me, I said, I don't think you're going to get a speeding ticket. He said, why? I said, I think he used the speeding um, excuse to pull you over to see what you were doing in the area, to see if you were caught out in the area, because that's a $5,000 fine. God damn, and because he 5, wasn't 000. caught out, yeah, because he, he had a reason to be out, 
they said, I will send you the speeding ticket. He hasn't received it yet. That was two weeks ago. I don't think he will. Because I don't think that's why he was pulled over. He was pulled over because they wanted to catch him out being out of his area. (sighs) It's insane. It's just crazy. It's 1984 happening in... For whatever In reason, nor, yeah, normally normies are are fine with it. Some yep. of them are even encouraging this kind of bullshit. Yeah, well, it's, some of some people in Australia are cheering on the police for shooting the public with rubber bullets and um, uh, you know tackling them and beating them up, and it's just it looks like it's getting worse. Like the footage is bad. Well, I know the footage is bad. And that's why I was like, shit. Have have you been seeing this in the real life, or is this just propaganda? I haven't seen it in real life. That's what I mean. I have not yeah. seen any of this in real life, except mm. except the time last year when I went to protest, and um, the police dragged me away. <laughs> oh right? shit! And I'm asking because I don't trust anything on the goddamn media. Like my favorite thing is to hear people you know on different podcasts and whatnot and say uh you know whenever someone says florida's been open this whole time in florida oh well florida's hospitals are full and there's dead people everywhere and all that. i'm like motherfucker i live in florida i haven't yep. seen any of that shit show it to yep. me yep if i saw this shit i would be taking it way more serious but life has been normal the same hasn't changed i even caught the goddamn covid juice and I'm still right here dropping bombs on my podcast. So don't give me that shit that Florida. And a lot of people that say Florida this, Florida that, cry about Florida, are from out of state. They're yep. nowhere near here. And they're making these stupid ass assumptions based on what they read on their media. Exactly. Because the so mainstream the news the are trying to make an here. example out of Florida. Yeah. By saying, oh, they're not they're not following the rules, so they're gonna they're having it hard, you know, it's gonna be hard there. Yeah, no, no, we're good. We're good. Yep. So I know that because I can see it uh, um I look at Twitter a lot. Florida comes up a whole lot because of uh, uh Ron DeSantis. Yeah. And um it, yeah, it's one of the most like people from Australia want to move to Florida. They are particularly saying. Oh, oh there, there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of things wrong with Florida. Like people can't drive worth a shit down here. Uh, yep. You know, forget about using your blinkers down here. It doesn't do anything. I'll sign up here in the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of things. However, when it's been coming to this COVID situation, uh, I take pride living out here. Um, yeah, and, sure, because and I also it's, take it's pride very... that I've been able to go to the goddamn beach uh, yep. when the hell I've wanted to please. That, that was one of the most ridiculous things early on, telling people losing their brains that people were hanging out at the beaches. According to the own science, according to the the very own science by these clowns, yep. COVID dies on contact in with sunlight. UV. So if you're in the goddamn beach... What better place to be than catching vitamin C? You know what I mean? Vitamin yep. D, whatever. Yep. Um, whole thing's a joke. It's ridiculous. But uh, I don't think we're nowhere near the end. Things are just going to get worse before they even start to get better, unfortunately. Yep, I feel the same. I think 
I've got a feeling something really big is going to happen very shortly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do too. They already and, started uh, shutting the internet down in Victoria. Yeah. Uh, on Thursday, they well, closed, they can they take your device, internet. right? They, they're allowed. No, they can get into it from they remotely. Ugh. They can change your Facebook posts. They can change anything they want to in your social media. So, like, if you're sending fatty anything. over your pictures, <laughs> yeah, they, they can do so anything. much for privacy. Where yeah. that's that's what angers me. It doesn't matter what you do in private. Like, people got to do what they want to do. Um, yep, but babysitting people's social media accounts yep this is beyond ridiculous and then what are they doing what are they using what are, we just talked about shields like bill gates using philanthropy as a shield uncle terrence using intersexism as a shield a weaponized shield these guys invading your privacy what's the shield that they use oh uh we're out here trying to bust child pornography Really? That's the shield that they are using. And they're going to play on people's emotions so that more people get behind. Well, well, if you're not for it, that means you're enabling pedophiles. No, that's not what it means. What it means is I want my freedoms. I want my privacy. That's what it means. Yep. But that's going to be the shield. That's going to be the angle that they push that anyone against it is a pedophile enabler and is against child pornography or is for child pornography watch that's exactly how they're going to play it yep yeah it's insane it's um i can't believe we've let it come to this i just can't believe it and then the people some people are screaming out for those little passports you know the vaccine passports yeah. they want that <laughs> and they want people not to be able to be treated in hospital if you're not vaccinated and yeah, yeah. It, it, in both know? sides I, i'm watching both sides because I, I feel like i'm in the middle of it uh a little bit you know you got the people You'll have, you'll have someone, you'll have a story of someone that was vaccinated and still yep. ends up dying off of COVID, yeah. even though they were vaccinated. Yep. And you'll hear people that are anti-vax, anti-mask, laugh about that. And I think it's horrible anytime someone dies on any side. But you'll hear people yeah. that are anti-mask, anti-vax laugh about it. And then you'll hear about the cases where an anti-vaxxer ends up getting COVID and dies. And then the people that are for the vaccine laugh about that. So yeah, both sides. What are we doing to laugh at each other yes, when we're dying? Exactly. And both sides are guilty of it. So I'm yep. not going to pretend in here and say only one side is doing it. Both of them are fucking doing it. And they're both falling into that divide and conquer mentality. And yep. that's where everything is going wrong. We yep. have to I'm recognize that to, we are I, being. I know I do too. You yeah. know, Every now and then I'll like laugh at something because a vaccinated person has ha something's, you know, but no, I won't laugh if they're, if they're injured from it or die from it. Yeah. Like I'll just, I, like, I just won't laugh more. period because we've all been there. I, I was a normie for the longest of time. I, I've only been converted for the last six, seven years. So yep. I know what it is. I know how grip. So why am I going to laugh at someone when I know the power that the media has? I know yeah, the power exactly. of being brainwashed. So I'm not going to laugh at someone still believing that shit. Um, yep. and, and vice versa. I'm not going to laugh at someone that is unfortunately enough, doesn't want to get the vaccine and then they die due to it. I'm not going to laugh at someone on either side. I mean, a death is a fucking death at the end of the day. 
And so yeah, exactly. why, why it's, it's being purposely manipulated and politicized by both sides and only to further the divide, divide and conquer agenda. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we've got to be like more understanding. Well, the only time I laughed is like I made jokes and said, if you just turn into zombies and shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't, um, I don't even laugh. I, I think that's a dead shit. I'm not joking around. Like, yeah, that I, we shouldn't I, even I, be laughing at I, that. I I, I kind of joke, but I'm kind of serious. Like, hey, hey, I love you, I love you, but if you start turning to zombie, I'm gonna have to double tap that ass, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's Rob's. That's what I what I've said to put, um my son I, even. I, you know, I can and he was I can kiss you. Well. I can I can blow your corpse, your zombie corpse, a kiss. You know, you know from social from a socially distance point away. Once I put a couple of caps in your ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the kind of jokes that I've made out yeah. of it. But like, and I've laughed at people who still believe the mainstream media. Yeah. Um, because it, only because to me it's so obvious now. How can they not see it? I don't understand. And I've been telling some of these people for like 10 years, they've been with me on Facebook. And no matter how many times I've deleted, you know, they've re added me, I've re added them, you know, when I came back. And um, they know, they followed me the whole time. So they know that, you know, what I've said and everything. And as we're watching it come true, they're still sitting there arguing with me. So when I'm at the end of my tether and I don't want to argue anymore, I'll laugh at their, you know, if they post like mainstream news or something. Empress, Empress says, certain people acting strangely since the V. Empress, you're on Odyssey. You can say the vaccine, God damn it. Yeah. You can say COVID. Fuck COVID, fuck Dr. Fauci, fuck all these clowns. You can say that on Odyssey. Don't be scared. Fuck Bill Gates, you, you little yeah, weasel, fuck little Bill weasel. Gates. Yep. And if you missed it, if you are tuning in late, I did play the inf- now infamous Bill Gates disaster interview, which is funny because it was on PBS. It is funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And for that reporter, you know, you got to give, I don't, I haven't seen too many people give her credit. I'm going to give her credit 100% calling his ass out. And she kept pushing. She kept pressing. You know how a lot of these journalists will, when someone of that stature or power, quote unquote, starts being annoyed with them and it's visible and, and, and apparent, they back away or they shy away. They run away from it. She kept pressing. She kept pressing. So, um, you know, I, I'll give her credit 100%. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, to me, it exposed him more. Like, he's just sitting there, like a little smirk on his face, that, that duping delight. Little fucking gnome, you know? Yep. Yeah, just, while he's rubbing his hands yeah, together. And, you know? and then that smirk, holy shit. Oh, and especially after he says Epstein and, you know, he's dead too, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, he's dead, you know. What you going to do? <laughs> yeah. It's like almost like a threat. If that was a close friend, you'd be a bit upset, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the whole point. Like, yep. yeah, you know, I know he made a lot of mistakes, yeah, and, and I don't approve. I don't away. approve. Yeah. yeah, I don't approve of anything he did with little kids and shit. But uh, you know, I did have dinner with him many times, and I, yep. you know, it kind of kills me that he's gone now, and that's a shame. No, nothing like that. Well, <laughs> he's dead. You know, like. Yep. And then has a giggle. Or yeah, a little yeah he's laughing about his, you could argue his best friend dying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, 
unbelievable. Yeah, it's wrong on so many damn levels. But I did play that video early on for all those that missed it, in case anyone's interested in rewinding. But uh, yeah, it's just interesting times we are living in. And I actually made a... <laughs> I don't know. I, I just see things play out and we're just so, so divided. And unfortunately, it's over political lines and shit. And I'm just, I don't know. I'm just homeless. Yep. And well, watch just, the people come together because have you heard about BLM now? Yeah. B well, the thing is. They don't want B the vaccine. They, they yeah, know it's racist well, because it goes well, against minorities because a lot of minority people after the Tuskegee experiment yep, yep. didn't want the vaccines. Well, the, the thing is, BLM is not a monolithic group. It's run by corporate entities and entertained yep. by by these things but actual black lives matter people it started grassroots and it started out of a good place just like save yeah, our children's and, and just over. like just like me too all these all these movements come out of a good place you know the me too started out of yep. a good place uh exposing these freaking weirdos in hollywood that sexually abuse uh aspiring no, actresses and actors and kids all this shit yep. And then uh, Save Our Children, same thing. Who would be against Save Our Children? The problem is all these movements eventually get hijacked. And that's what happened to BLM. BLM came out of a legitimately good place. Police abuse and corruption does indeed exist. Um, yeah. And, and so that's what the point of it was. But then it got hijacked by Nike. And, and Nike of all people to hijack yep. the BLM movement. Yep. It's hilarious because they have sweatshops in China where yeah, 10 exactly. year old kids are making their product under slave, yep. slave laborious conditions where suicide rates are very high due to the stress and the extremely low pay that they get. Yep. And yep. Nike is going to be representing uh, them, representing them. Get the hell out of here. Uh, Nike is yep. one of the most disgusting companies around based on their businesses practices. Uh, and yet here we are. And, but so when I heard that BLM, uh, people within the BLM movement were denying them, it didn't surprise me a lot uh, at all. I mean, because yep. it's the people under the management it's run. It's definitely 100% run by these capitalist, uh, scumbag, they're freaking social, human rights, human rights abusing. Um, well, they're monopolists. They're not yeah. out there giving for. They're, they're capitalists, one hundred percent. They're not. Oh, well, they're not trying to spread their wealth. It's just for them and them. Them. When you think of shoes, they all they want you to think of is Nike. They don't want you to think of a Reebok or uh, Payless shoes or any other company. They just want you to think Nike. So I it's, think that's it's, more of a Marxist um, run because there's a lot of Marxism in, in Black Lives Matter and things now compared to, like, as I said, as you said, you know, I know they started as a um, an organic group, but what happens is when the powers that be think something's going to cause them a problem, they'll take it over yeah. just to take it in a different, steer it in different directions, you know? Yeah. Well, Away it, from it, the, what could affect them. Yeah, it, it, and in my opinion, communism, capitalism, um, it, it's all bullshit. I mean, when you see George Orwell's work, he was a social yep. 
Democrat. And he loved socialism, but he, in his books, he straight up admitted and basically said, he pointed out to Russia showing uh, Stalin that that's yep. what happens. It gets abused. So in theory, in theory, communism, socialism sounds good and, and happy rainbows and love for everyone. In theory, the problem yep. is we are all humans. We are human nature to have envy to wanting to crush the smaller people. It's those people that take control of these movements. And so you'll never have this utopia, if you will. It's never going to happen. Unfortunately, I hate to say it, but that's the sad reality of it. And so um, George Orwell, that's what he, in he openly talks about wanting an ideal utopia where socialism everyone gets money and and get, you know it's everyone is pretty much on equal setting but he also throughout his works straight up said look it's never going to happen it's not realistic because the human condition won't allow it you're always going to have can I, what's sorry that? can i just say that australia is very close to socialism if not they are we have free medicare we medical you know we have like the unemployed and and pensioners and, and people get paid, you know, from the taxpayer dollar if you can't work. Um, so things are shared. Like it's still not, obviously not, you know, you don't get as much as someone who gets paid from work would. Well, until now they're paying all the, for, because of COVID, they're paying everyone a wage to stay at home. Do you think people are going to work? No. So it we are in kind of a socialism and it's not, not a good place to be. Because no. look what's happening. Yeah, all, all your rights are getting uh, taken away, eroded, and yep. You know, I I have freely admitted that I I did like Bernie Sanders and what he said. I still to this day um, think that he was sincere of his desire to have people on a more level playing field. You know, yep. no one likes to see the disparity between a billionaire and someone living under a freeway bridge. Uh, the disparity is too vast, too huge. But I think we're so far gone that we definitely need a worldwide revolution. And yep. marches like what we saw in Brazil where millions took to the streets are a great fantastic start notice how that didn't go mainstream yeah none of it is you no, have not. to look for this content but this if you haven't seen it look for it um let me see if i can find the clip here and i'll play it for everyone but brazilians have had enough of this covid shit and we're yeah. not talking about a couple hundred uh or if you know 10 20 people that are angry we're talking about millions took to the streets in protest of all the bullshit COVID measures. Imagine if these million people strong protest had a domino effect. They happen in Brazil. Yeah. Then they happen in Mexico. Then they happen in China. Then they happen in Japan. Then they happen in India. Then they happen in somewhere in the Middle East. And then they happen somewhere in Europe. Then Australia. And all these people, all these 
countries start, it's almost like, you know, when you go to a soccer match or, you know, football, I, I suppose you guys call yep. it, uh, and someone starts a wave, what does a wave start with? Starts with just a handful of people doing it. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and, and sometimes when you see the evolution of a wave around a football stadium, you, these people will do it and then it, it then it, other people will do it and then other people, and sometimes waves never even pick up in, enough steam and, and get around. But other times when a massive, yeah. beautiful wave going, it, it all started over a couple of people. So yeah, it always it starts. <laughs> yeah. And it starts like that, you know, it starts, someone's got to do it. Brazil. And then you said who the people in the Netherlands were doing it too? Yeah. Yep. The Dutch. Yep. Yeah. It starts like that. Yep. And eventually if it starts spreading like that, like a wave, a worldwide wave where we're going to be like, fuck all these restrictions. Yep. We're not going to let our rights being taken over. We're seeing yep. it. And, and, I guess what's concerned to me is watching law enforcement fall in line with this shit. You know, yep. for the most part, law enforcement, law enforcement are for the most part conservative. You know, yep. ex-military, uh, conservative. At, at least here in the U.S., I don't know how it is in Australia, but most uh, law enforcement out here are conservative republican voting you know defend your rights and all this shit and yep. yet you keep seeing all these cops falling in line with this shit wouldn't it be so beautiful if a lot of them said you know what screw that i am not gonna obey these i'm not gonna criminalize this shit people are expressing themselves and i am for that so it would be nice to see cops with backbones, actual backbones, refuse to comply. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and yeah. it, it saddens me when you see these cops just beating the shit out of people just for simply expressing their freedoms. Uh, it's sickening. And, well, and, I'm hearing from cops. Uh, well, not from cops themselves, but I'm seeing a lot of like there's letters from cops, there's other things, and they're saying we're disgusted at what we see and we're not going to. Um, go along with it. So yeah. I have a funny feeling that very because the cops have in Australia have just been told, or in New South Wales at least, maybe Victoria too, that they have to have the the vaccine as well. So and now I think we're going to see police putting down their um, weapons and that and joining the people. I have a funny feeling we'll see it very soon. And I think the more yeah. the more time that goes on and the more we protest, the more people will join as they wake up as well. Because last there, year when I went there's to There's the many, many more of us than there are these super disgustingly rich, wealthy elites. You yep. know? We are the masses. And if we hold our ground, they can't do a goddamn thing about it. Yeah. Well, can you imagine even the, the amount of Victoria police there are of New South Wales or anywhere? Um, if all the people stand up, there's nothing they can do. They can't get everyone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's it's oh, just yeah. 
I think people are scared. They see it on TV. They see people getting tackled. We see it on our, our alternative media as well. We're seeing people get like they've got bloody faces and everything, you know, and um, so it, it would scare normal people off from wanting to do, to protest, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And so that's what I think the only reason we're not seeing massive amounts of people is because half of them are scared. Yeah, it's very, very possible. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, when you've been indoctrinated heavily through the mainstream, it's hard to get out of that mindset. And that's what I was telling you earlier. I, I've been there. I know what yep. it is. I was and there too. It, that... it gets a grip of you and and yep. it's strong. The The grip is 20 strong. 20 years ago, I would have believed anything they said. Yeah. Yep. But now I just, I don't believe much at all. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. even when I'm watching alternative news, I'm, 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 I'm like critical and looking critically at them as well now. You have to look at everything because the problem yep. is even the powers that be will send in disinformation agents. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of psyops going on. There is. Um, That's what I think this whole big thing is. I think this whole COVID thing is a psyop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No question about it. But yep. there's psyops within these psyops and, you know, yes. and, and, and they yep. do take form, whether it's BLM or Save Our Children. Or the those, cops or the yeah, security the, guards or whatever they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crisis actors. Uh, there's a lot of that bullshit going on. And there's so yep. much of it that it makes it super hard to understand what's true and what's false. And that's the biggest challenge that we face, in my opinion, is just trying yeah. to decipher it all. What? I think the best thing is when you hear news is sit back and watch it for a bit, right? Don't, don't, like, because I've got caught out doing this before. I've reported on it straight away, but it was yeah. wrong. So you've got to sit back and watch, watch what happens with that news story and give it a day or two and you'll start finding out more information about it, conflicting information. So... Yeah. It's always good to just, um, <coughs> sorry, Weezy just had a cough. Um, you, got, you got the COVID juice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a smoker's cough, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I forgot what I was saying now. Oh, shit. <laughs> I think you were trying to explain how to get to Sesame Street. Yep. I'll tell you how to get to Sesame Street. <laughs> Follow the yellow brick road. <laughs> yeah. No, it's... it's... Oh, short-term memory loss. <laughs> oh, I'm the same way. I, I have a hard time. If I didn't know what you were talking about, I'd definitely remind you. But I, I, yeah. Yeah, but I think the whole thing is a psyop anyway. I really do. It's just... It's insane. Yeah. No, it's... There's so much of it, and that's... It's all related to what I said earlier is just that's what makes it challenging to under, you know see what is true and what is false so yep. much of it is going on oh and that's what I was going to say before do you know how Bill Gates bought up a lot of land in the USA yeah well he bought farmland right well mm -hmm. you know what he's doing now what he is, he is actually um, uh, getting the farmers to kill their crops just run over them that's it Get rid of them. So he's causing false shortage of food. 
or design yeah. shortage, sorry. Yeah, of food. that's the thing. We, I probably haven't stressed this enough, but people need to start pre- prepping themselves for yep. what may come. It could yep. be definitely getting worse before it gets better. And I'm actually now contemplating and getting a couple of meat rabbits. You know, rabbits yep. reproduce kind of like rats in a lot of ways, uh, but obviously tastier and bigger and everything. But I don't want to do it because I, I, I love animals. I don't want to be killing animals and shit. But if things start hitting the fan, having meat rabbits is not a bad idea. Uh, they reproduce exactly. a lot, so you will be having meat um, pretty regularly, and uh, it's not a bad idea at all. Um, I already have chickens, but simple gardening as well, because if shit hits the fan and you don't know how to hunt, kill, farm, yeah, make a garden, yep. any of that shit, you can pretty much kiss your little ass, your little pampered ass goodbye. Yeah. Um, and it may sound like, oh, yeah, that's just extremes, Wheezy. That'll never happen. I don't know. I've been contemplating on many historical events, you know, because I, I love history. But think about being that Native American tribe that had been living life forever since they were born and their grandparents were born all that harvesting and living land just as their forefathers had done living off the land and then to be that tribe that saw the Europeans in their boats coming yeah and just put yourself in that mindset prior to that day prior to that day life was good life was grand it's been the same and then that day happened and life history essentially changed forever. Yep. And uh, they didn't see it coming. And same thing with um, even in Europe when the Black Plague came around. Before the Black Plague came, life was good. Li- life was as normal as you can be. Yep. And this Black Plague comes and wipes out 30% of the population or more what was it 30 percent survived only i think i don't know it's something crazy but uh yeah yeah and if you're living through this to you it's the end of the world and only the people that were prepared and had these basic things have ever survived and that's that's just a fact or think about being a town somewhere in Asia and you're living life as normal and all of a sudden a Mongolian herd led by Chinggis Khan arrive at your doorstep. Yeah. That to you is going to be the end of the world. And so the reason I'm bringing that up, all these examples, there's tons of these examples throughout history where these events happen and they but you know what? transformed. All, always, always caused by the elite. Because yeah. they either, but, the, like, they they put the pressure on their people so hard that they try, the people try and escape, and then some of them ran to America. The elite armies got sent over after them to try and, you know, take over before but, they got, like, settled in. 
I guess the point of that, of what I'm it's, trying to say is there's always, there's tons of these events throughout history where yep. people, when I read these events, I put myself in the mindset of the people whose lives will be forever changed because of these drastic and huge events. And yep. the day before that event, they were living life normal nothing, you know, thinking life will always be this way. Yep. And then it's gonna happen again. this tragic event happens and those that weren't prepared got screwed over and forgotten in history and those that were prepared or a little bit more prepared ended up living on as, as harsh as those events may have been to survive or endure. And so we're going through a similar time right now, but this yep. time it's more global. Uh, it's worldwide. And we have to take it serious that we may go through some food shortages uh, and it could be a long time. And if you don't know these basic little skills like gardening, hunting, shit like that, you're going to be in a rough shape. I'm not trying to scare people or fear monger because I'm just trying to say it's better to be safe than sorry. You know, if nothing happens and life ends up going back to quote unquote normal, I'll leave my words, but I'd rather yep. be safe than sorry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm growing potatoes and um, I'll be growing other vegetables as soon as it, the weather warms up a little bit more because it's still cold here, even though it's spring and the near the end of the first month of spring, we've still had a lot of cold days up here in the mountains. So yeah. I've got to wait uh, till next month to plant my seeds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's crazy how there's different. You guys have, you guys are in a different season from where we're at over here. Yeah, you're, we're the works. opposite of what you are. So when you're in summer, we're in winter. We're in the fall right when now. you're in fall, so you're in spring. we're in spring. Yeah, that's crazy. Yep. It's wild. It is. It's amazing. I don't like, yeah, the difference between Northern Hemisphere and Southern Hemisphere is, is amazing. Now, I never asked you this. Are you a flat earther? I am a person who just, like, I've, I have looked in the flat earth. I understand that there are a lot of questions. And I don't believe the earth is what they told us it was, but I'm not exactly a flat earther. I think it's just something they, we don't know what, what shape the earth is. Okay. I guess yep, that's where I stand. Yeah. I used to laugh at that flatter shit, but they do some of them some of the arguments they make are not bad. Yeah, that they being got good points. Yeah, that being said, I guess what does it for me, you look at the moon, the bitch is round. <laughs> you look at Saturn, it's round. You look at Jupiter, yeah, it's round. round. But are they a sphere? Like you can see that they're round, yeah. But can you see the whole lot of it to where it's actually a sphere? Well, it's round in the sky. I guess to me, it could be a flat disc, and you know what I'm saying. It could be a round, flat disc in the but sky. But that that would mean that we're a flat disc. Why aren't we falling off the sides? Because the disc would be like those flat discs, and we would be slipping and sliding into space, down, down. No, with the flat Earth thing, there's an ice wall around the world. See, but so no, the, no, the other, no, I, I, 
and I'm not trying to shit on flat earthers. I'm just, these are my opinion, my, my questions. I'm like, yeah. if that's the, f- so we're the only difference. You look at all these other planets and they're all round. They're all spheres in my opinion. So we're the okay, exception. Yeah. We're just a flat disc with a ice wall. I, 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 these are the questions that I have. That's why I don't, I don't, I'm not, and I'm not shitting on flat earth. I'm not shitting on it. Cause I have heard they have made valid points. I'm just yeah. saying that these are the questions that I ask and do it for me. And in the end, I don't buy into it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's yeah, just I don't me buy, I'm, I'm just one of the people who I've looked at that and I find it interesting and I find they have very, very good points. But I'm not going to believe anything until I, f- I can get up in a rocket and have a look myself. Yeah, yeah. No, no question. Okay. And, and that's some, yep. of the, some of the claims that the flat earthers make. You're like, well, what's, what's the evidence? Science is always asking for evidence. Where's the evidence? All we have is these pictures that have been uh, messed with. And, and they're good points. I'm not dismissing it. I'm just saying, yep. based on what I can see, you know, I look, I simply look, I, I've seen, I've seen Saturn with my own eyes using a telescope. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've seen Jupiter with my own eyes using a telescope and they are all, in my opinion, spheres. Um, it's, you can see it. So, you you know, there's no, there's no special magic. Um, for it and when i hear that earth is flat and this and that well so we're the only exception and the thing that flat earthers will say well that's because we are the exception that means we're special and that means god is real and and then it becomes a religious argument for a lot of flat earthers not all the flat earthers but a lot of them that's how they'll explain away their faith and religion and i go ah okay that's your agenda then because but to have me, have you heard the other ex- explanation that they are lights in the sky shining off the um, firmament? They're not actually planets. Lights in the sky. Yep, electricity on the firmament. So the dome that's over us, they the planets are just um, balls of electricity. You know what? I should get David Weiss on the show. Have you heard of David Weiss? No, I used to watch Geronism. Yeah, well, David Weiss. Yeah, he is, is a bit of a religious, like he does. He, obviously, his uh, his name's Jeronism. Yeah. He has um. I think he is a little bit religious, but he does have some of the best points I've heard. Well, David Weiss pushes it too, and he's not too religious, but he does make that religious point. Like, like I don't know, I don't know, one way or another. But you know, the reason they don't want us to know that the Earth is flat. This is what he says. Is you know. Um, is because we would find out that we are special because we're always sold that, oh, you're not special. You're not worth it. You're not, you know, we're, we're just scum. We're just uh, vermin. Uh, we're just pests of the world. And so mass deaths are necessary, you know, to save the planet, blah, blah. That's his argument for it, which to a certain degree, I, okay, that's a compelling argument. But to me, that's still not proof of a higher power. That's no proof of a higher power to me. And there's no demonstrable evidence of this flat disk with an ice wall either. So 
you're claiming that there's no evidence for the sphere thing, but you're also not proving evidence of a flat disc with an ice wall. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's why I'm in the middle. I'm, yeah, I'm sitting here yeah. saying, no, I just know that what they told us is wrong. It's not, you know, but I don't know what shape the earth is. It could be a bloody square for and, all and, I know. Yeah, and I don't know. And so a flat earther that fully believes in that, that's, that's the angle they take it. Well, once you find out that we are different, you know, it's going to destroy their whole narrative and you can't and you won't let government control you. Blah, blah, blah. That's the claim that they make. Fair enough. Yeah. In my opinion, it doesn't matter, man. The freaking work, the earth could be a freaking triangle. I don't care. Uh, what's that going to change? It's not going to change the fact that we're going through this COVID bullshit and all these other things. And at the end of the day, there's certain, there's issues that are far more important to tackle than whether the earth is flat or round. I mean, that's just the way Definitely. I look at it anyways. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. why I sit middle of the road on that one. I, I just don't know, you know? Yeah. So, have you got any other callers lined up? Uh, I don't think I do. Let's see. We've got no other callers. People okay. were shy last week. Was it last week? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Two weeks ago. It was two weeks ago that... People were so shy that I ended up just doing a show for one hour and then shutting down the stream. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we'll do a three-hour stream since we're not, people are shy. So I'll do 40 more minutes and then we'll call it a night. Yeah. Um, no worries. Yeah, but if you need to, if you need to get going, you're fine, Miss Head. I'm sure someone will call in. Otherwise, I'll just bullshit and pull some videos on the screen. Yeah, I might have to get going. Yeah. Um, Don't worry. You've yeah, been, you you've been on the line for an hour. Don't want to apologize. Shoot. You've been awesome. <laughs> no worries. Well, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. If you if you want to get together again, we'll have a chat and. Um, you know what? I'm gonna yeah, put just... this conversation on Spotify. Hell yeah. Oh, excellent. So put your, what, where can people find you, Miss Hev? You can find me on YouTube under Hev123 and Odyssey, Rumble, BitChute as Hev Truth Seeker. There you go, the lovely Miss Hev. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely put this on Spotify, this conversation. And uh, yeah, that's why I wanted you to share your information there. So it's on there. Thank you so much, young lady. You are awesome as always. Always enjoy your insights. Thank you for talking about your personal experience living in Australia. I, I did. I had been wanting to pick your mind on that. So I think we, we went over a lot of stuff in that hour and change that we had. So truly yep, appreciate it. And we can do it again and like yeah. to catch up again. So I would no love problem. that. I would love that. I always enjoy our conversations. It's always awesome. Yes, yeah, so do I. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, Even Ms. if Hev. we disagree, it's still good, you know? It's good because we do it respectfully. We're not trying to uh, score points or, or no, look no. look at me, I'm better than you. No, we're, we're sharing. And we even tell it, look, I disagree with you here. And it's this is how everyone, imagine if everyone spoke like that. Uh, the world much would be world. so much better. Instead, it it's just, God, so divided and tribalistic. Uh, it's it's yep. a fat joke, but... No, I, I truly appreciate you and, you know, I, I, it's a privilege from, you know, I, I view it as a privilege to have you as a friend and, and, on, and honor. 
Same here. I don't I don't hold that lightly. It's awesome to have you and I, I love tuning in to you on Fridays when I can and we have fun. Your show Excellent. on Fridays is awesome. Yeah. So everyone go over there to Miss Heavy Poo and subscribe, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, Wheezy. Same thank back you. at you. I appreciate you and respect you and your opinions and I do understand where you come from, you know? Yeah. I understand and a lot of what sa- you say. Same yeah. thing, same thing to you. I, um, I got nothing uh, but respect, and you're you're super well versed on so many topics and issues. It's awesome. So <laughs> I've been wanting. I feel like like I feel like I know a little bit of every a yeah, little bit on everything. A jack of all trades. To... Yeah, but it, it's awesome to be that well versed. A lot of people are just in the dark on many things. So yep. that's an awesome thing that you have going. Uh, Excellent. Yeah, so I truly value you, and thank you so much for calling in, Miss Hev. Thank you for having me, Weezy. You have a good, you have a good one, and I'll listen in for the rest of the um, live. All right. Everyone, Simpsons hands for the lovely Miss Hev. All I right, love you Ms. guys Hev. in the thank comments. You. All right. Have a, okay. have a Bye, good Weezy. day. Good day, mate. Good night, mate. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thank you so much. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Ooh. All right. That was the exquisite, the one and only. Miss Hab, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, always awesome to have her on. And I have had one. I think I have one Spotify podcast with her. However, she does call in to the live show. Uh, every now and then uh so it's awesome to have her this show i will put on spotify so people can listen to it people like roscoe coltrane in the motherfucking house um anyone else let's do let's do 30 more minutes that'll be three hours and um we can wrap it up it'll be a three-hour show so that'll be good it'll be good enough for everyone so Skype link is in the description. Smash that link and we will get you on the line. And uh, great times. Great times. We've had an awesome show. In the meantime, let us. Let us. Let us enjoy the fruits of thy womb. (laughs) I don't know why I do that voice, but. Awesome. I'm on my second beer. Look at that. Wheezy poo. Drinking that brew like a motherfucking boss tonight. Tonight a sees. And, uh, all right, let's see. Mm-hmm. All right. People are still doing Simpsons hands for the lovely Miss Hev. As she deserves it. She's freaking awesome. I love speaking with her every time. Uh, hell yeah, hell yeah, ah, ASMR, shout out to Miss Drew for, uh, she's got the horns on her head, kicking ass as a mod, hell yeah, um, who do we got here, don't be shy now, there's a lot of people up in this live chat. <laughs> K 
Kelly says, I'm addicted to that voice, Squire. Okay, Miss Kelly. I will feed you more of this voice. For all you boisterous individuals. Hear ye, hear ye. Behold, the voice of a squire. <laughs> DJ Mossy, call that goddamn Skype link. I know you're in the damn. You could mix us a tune, DJ Moss. Thank you. DJ Mossy, and call in and we can talk some shit. And you can turn those tables, turn the hands of times, and be one with the fine wine. God damn it. All right, guys. About to do some ASMR. We got 33 people. Skype link is in the description. We just had, we just went over a lot of these, uh, the 1926 government, alcohol poisoning, Bill Gates, Prince Andrew, Jeff Epstein played the video of Bill Gates getting grilled on PBS. Also played the video of the Gabby Petito timeline case. Had a lot of fun. Then have had uh, Miss Hev123 join us. She just got off the line. She was on the line for about an hour and 15 minutes. Dropping many truth bombs. Talked a lot of COVID juice. Talked about what's going on in Australia because that's where she's from and many many a plethora of things and so if you are just tuning in that's what's going on there uh, if you would like if you've been tuning in for a little bit and would like to get on the line message me on Skype we will get it rolling and uh, get you on god damn oh only poo poo uh, let's see here we go. Here we go. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. We got Freddy Looper call wanted to call in. Alright, let's hear him out. Here we go. Here we go. Huh. It's ringing. Hello. Hello, Mr. Freddy Looper call. Welcome to the What Is Truth podcast. How's it going, man? How are you? How are you going? <laughs> What's up, man? Have you enjoyed the show thus far? I have. Yes, yeah, it's, it's been good. I've been uh, listening along, playing some uh, video games. Oh shit! Hey, man, That's I did. Been, uh, I, I did catch your stream. You you did a stream on the Loch Ness on monster the on Nessie. Yeah. Do you want to go over your findings on, on my show? Let's go over your findings. You know what? We'll wrap today's show. Some of the findings you found. Go over some of the key points. And if you want more, uh, we'll definitely link up to your channel so people can watch your entire video. But Sure thing. So, um, yeah, what's up with some of those was... Cliff's notes on your Loch Ness investigation? God damn it. Well, I started with, you know, the mainstream thing that everybody knows about, the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah, and um, went into the evidence around that and the, the possible hoaxes um, around it. I couldn't find any rock solid evidence of evidence of uh, typical sort of Loch Ness monster, you know, the plesiosaur. Yeah. But I did find that Alistair Crowley owned a house on the side of Loch Ness, what? and um, 
he was doing rituals there that were summoning demons, basically, the kings and dukes of hell, that, that ritual that she summoned. So he would, and um, he actually had a bad translation of the original script, so he was running off of bad instructions as well. So there is sort of something there, but not the typical monster you'd think of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there was lots of bookiness that went on there. Um, and, and yeah, that was sort of what I found is the strangest thing I found was this connection to Alistair Crowley and uh, sort of the occult arts and all that. Um, it was just a strange place my investigation took me, really. Uh, so what what do you make of the of the old you know the, the infamous picture of the Loch Ness monster? So that's called the surgeon's photograph, the black and white one. And, the, um, the what? The, man the, sur- the surgeon's photograph. So I think the guy's uh, surname was Surgeon or something like that. Copy that. And that was taken in the thirties, but then in the fifties. He came out and told the newspapers that he'd made it out of a tin submarine model mm-hmm. and plaster. So the guy who took that photo came out and said it was fake, but it brought so many tourists to the town looking for Nessie that it was sort of a big guilty conscience thing. Yeah. Um, that, that was sort of the, the, the main thing. And then the, the other photos over the years, there's been a variety of them, including, um, all of them sort of these possible necks of dinosaurs poking up. And it, it basically comes down to it usually just seems to be a log under the water, like a bit, bit of branch floating along. Someone's got a photo with. Yeah. And, um, well, as, as you know me, man, the first thing I do when I look at photographic evidence is I like to look at the cameras they had at the time. And in the 30s... I'm a cameraman. Had... <laughs> oh, well, you know. I'm just kidding, man. Are you the cameraman? I'm not the cameraman. Hey, uh, you you were on something. You did something with your phone, and it sounds kind of more muffled. What you were doing originally sounded a lot better. I don't know. That is, uh, yeah, there this you phone go. has dropped multiple times. It's uh, me holding it close to my face. <laughs> oh, okay, that, that sounds a lot better, though, like crisper. Excellent. Um, Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. I can't get Skype working through the PC because I've got all the microphone and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. But, yeah, the uh, YouTubing was a, a new experience. Um, thanks to everyone that did catch the, the stream and that and um, all the people that have subscribed. But um, it, was a, it was a fun experience for a first video. I think it's a bit jumpy here and there sort of thing. I'm I'm getting into hosting, if that makes sense, um, rather than just talking to a host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it it comes with with practice. I think you'll be fine, man. You you're a well grounded individual. I checked it out, man. I checked it out. You had your thank you well, show going, and it comes with practice, man. Like that was your first episode, bro. You know. You did. Yeah, well, you, did doing, uh, you did fantastic. You did fantastic. Doing MK Ultra next. Yeah. So that's that's what we're researching at the moment. So hopefully that'll there be ready go. by Thursday. So you plan on doing it on Thursdays? Um, Is that your schedule? Yeah. 
yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try and stick to sort of thursdays around nine i think that day works works all right for me thursdays at nine so everyone if you guys enjoyed freddy's uh god damn i'm kind of buzzing so i kind of want to say freddy got fingered but no it's a uh, freddy's tinfoil hat <laughs> oh freddy's tin you know that movie right freddy got fingered uh with, i don't as with happens, tom green uh... it's with tom green good okay, movie no. <laughs> uh, that's a good movie man um but yeah check it out on thursdays make sure you smash that motherfucking subscribe button for my homeboy freddy yeah man anytime you you want to put your stream on the group more than welcome man um i've said it before it's not a competition it's all about helping each other out at the end of the day you know what i'm saying Yeah. Yeah. It's um I've got I've been trying to think of the kind of topics I want to cover and I want to stick to conspiracies what are you into? that happen to people. Is is what conspiracies that on. what? Say that again? Where no one's been hurt. There's been no human that has been hurt by the conspiracies I want to cover. So there's okay. a lot of give me an example. What would be, oh, I guess the Loch Ness monster, I guess. Loch Ness monster, the green children of Walton Pit is one I'm gonna do an episode on. That's that's a really interesting. Wait, say that again. The what? Green children of Walton Pitt. Walter so Hicks. Fifth... Who the hell is Walter Hicks? So it's a place, Walton Pitt, and Wal um, Wal in... Walton Pitt. Yeah, and in the fifteen okay, hundred, okay. they found these two children that had been starving on their own out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and they had green skin. And this is something that's been reported on multiple times by historians of the period. Is and no one knows why. And then there was a brother and a sister. And when they gave them regular food, the brother died, got sick and died. And the girl eventually, her skin turned back to normal color. It was probably something to do with what they've been eating their whole life. Hmm. But it's one of those trees of, of historical mysteries, I guess. Whereas uh, I, I think that's sort of you know that that's the kind of thing like these historical anomalies and then there's all the you know like the ancient stargates and all that around the world yeah i've got a lot of stuff i want to sort of get into so i'm going to try and avoid 21st century stuff as well so stuff that's modern trying yeah. to keep that distance between me and the conspiracy that makes sense copy that oh man at the end of the day bro do what you I think that's what that's what helps out when you stick to shit that you know inside and out. It's stuff that fascinates you. You you shouldn't be out there. It's awesome to get a, f a taste and a feel for what your audience likes. It's definitely awesome to do that. And I try to do that in the group sometimes. Like, what do you guys want to hear about? What do you guys want to hear about? But at the end of the day, I think I'm on my best when I do shit that I'm passionate for, you know what I'm saying? Like last week I covered, I did the show on Alana McLaughlin, the transgendered woman fighting biological woman in mixed martial arts. I genuinely am passionate about that shit. It infuriates me. And that's when I'm at my best, when I'm at covering shit um, that I feel comfortable. You know, I did a little segment on Jeff Epstein earlier in the show at the very beginning and I went on a rant but 
I'm passionate about it. So you got to find, I think at the end of the day, if you find the stuff that you enjoy, you, you seem like a well-versed young man. Um, you got to calm you. I, I like your style, man. I think you'll be good. Just don't. And once you start worrying about what people want to hear and this and that, it's good to get ideas off of people, but at the end of the day, you're going to be the best when you feel comfortable with the subject. You know what I mean? You know it pretty good or whatever. I don't know. That's just my little word of advice. Take it for what you will. It might not mean shit to anyone, but that's just my personal opinion, I guess. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I thought, <laughs> I thought you disappeared, man. I thought the Loch Ness monster ate you up. God damn it. Yeah, man. I'm a Nessie's dinner for now. Um, oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what the uh, the hate crime laws are for in Scotland. Like they might be feeding the people they catch to Nessie. Uh, why Why don't you feel like tackling modern day conspiracies? What's the reasoning behind that? Do you want to talk about that or not? Um. It's that a lot of them are still evolving, I think, is where I'm at with it. I think yeah. I was looking for, like, a point in time where I could say, okay, anything after this point, I'm, I'm not going to go near. And um, I, I think for me, with my knowledge, it, it's, you know, I can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with people on the moon landings. I can do, you know, like, ancient Roman Britain and all that. But when it gets to the modern-day conspiracies, the more, like, um, Epstein's a good example of this. That is still evolving. There's still things we don't know that are to come out. For example, if if Andrew does go to America and stands trial, we're going to find out more information. I don't you know. know. There's there's still information to be are found we? out. Are we though? No, it's man. I think the Who knows? In an ideal world, we will. Yeah, hell yeah. In an ideal world, all these nasty fucks would go down. In the ideal world, problem is we live in a corrupt yeah. ass world. Um, that is very true. <laughs> that's the damn problem. And so the chances, even if it's awesome that he got served, it's awesome. But if I'm being honest with you, as transparent as I can be, I don't think nothing's going to come out of that shit. Do you really picture Prince Andrew with fucking handcuffs uh, doing prison time over this shit? Hell no. Meanwhile, the average show, uh, gets caught pedophile they get thrown in prison they might even get killed in prison in the general population because they don't like they don't take to pedophiles very nice even in prison they have some kind of morality crazy enough and so this guy there's no fucking it, it's all bullshit and uh he he ain't gonna face justice it's not that i don't want him to face justice it's just me being cynical i guess but that's just how the world works, unfortunately. And it's happened like that for centuries, if not millennia. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess the difference between a 21st century hey, conspiracy hey, Freddy. and like... Freddy just... Hello. Or DJ Mossy just subbed to your channel. Give him a shout-out. Oh, say, thanks. say, thanks, motherfucking thanks, Mossy. Mossy. You, yeah, you hear that, Mossy? Thank you, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm just playing. And, uh, oh, that's awesome. Um, you 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 begin so, and then, like I said, anytime you do a new chat uh video, man, 
and have you too anytime you guys want to share it on the group we got an awesome community feel free to do it that's what it's for it's not it's not the fucking suck wheezy's balls group fuck no it's <laughs> let's promote everyone up you know what i'm saying um that's just what it is it's it's a community that we have built together not something that i Oh, it's me, 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 me. Nah, nah, nah. Fuck all that shit, man. This is a group effort, community effort. So, dude, last week you did uh, Anna McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. Alana. What was your... Alana, sorry. What was your... Yeah, get uh, it right. Your, your take misgendering. From, from that. <laughs> what was my take? Yeah, like, what, what was your takeaway? What would you like to see happen? with with sort of trans athletes i would and i said it then i said it last week uh no was it last week fuck it was Um, last week yeah 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 it was last week before i fucking went off the rails and i was still coherent what i had said was people were promoting were saying well trans athletes need their own division my rebuttal to that was no why because there simply aren't enough trans athletes to begin with. So to have weight divisions, for example, what are you going to have like two people in each weight division? That's it's not realistic. So that's why I say no to that. My solution to that is if you are a trans woman, compete against men, compete against men because, uh, and don't tell me it's not fair. It's 100% fair. If you can't do it with the men, doesn't mean we should drop you down to fight women. Fuck that shit. So my solution is, you want to be in sports? Fight men. Simple as that. Simple as that. It's not fucking rocket science. You're a fucking dude. You were born a dude. Fight fucking dude. You know, I, I, I brought up the baddest fucking woman athlete in the UFC, hands down, is Amanda Nunes. Amanda Nunes will fucking beat the shit out of the average man nine times out of ten, in my opinion. She is a certified fucking killer. And I'm talking about the average man that hasn't practiced MMA or or isn't a professional boxer, any of that shit. She will fucking beat the fuck out of him. If you had Alana McLaughlin fight Amanda Nunes, I would pay for it. And I know Amanda Nunes would fucking kill the shit out of Alana McLaughlin. That's not the point. At the end of the day, if Amanda Nunes, as badass as she is, fought a UFC male, she fights in the 145 range. 145 range. If Amanda Nunes fought a fighter, a male fighter that weighed 125 pounds, that male fighter is going to whoop her ass every time. As good as she is, male strength is a different fucking animal. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said last week, it's not to shit on Amanda Nunes. I have the most utmost respect for her as a female athlete. She is a fucking badass and would whoop the living shit out of most men the planet over. But at the end of the day, when you compare her to a UFC male athlete, that's a whole different fucking beast. 
and it's not fair. It's not fair for a woman fighter who has been training for decades to then get put up against a fucking dude that's been training for 10 months only to lose to this fucking dude with only 10 months of training. It's not fair. That's my thoughts on it, man. And is it is it 10 months of MMA training? Because from what I was reading, there's a, a military career there as well. Yeah, in, yeah, in yeah, yeah. And, and, and had, obviously, combat, hand-to-hand combat, training as a special yeah. forces operator. A trained killer. Like, Literally a trained killer. Improvements, right? So you can kill yeah. people without guilt and all that. Like, yep. That's what the military training to do. Yep. So um, my solution to that, you know, just to answer your question, I, I didn't sidestep it, but if you want to be a trans athlete, do it. But if you're a trans woman, compete with the men. I have no problem with you competing with the men. And if you fucking compete against a man as a trans woman and you're fighting against, you're competing against men and you kick ass, I will be the first one to praise you. Like, how fucking badass is it for this trans woman to be the best athlete among men in this sport or division? So don't get, come at me with mm. this bigotry bullshit. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything with being fair and science and facts. That's what it has everything to do with. Um, it's, it's very much an interesting one, but as a fan, right, would you watch two trans women fight in an MMA match? Would that, is that something you'd watch if it was on a card? Would, would you would. watch a trans I would if it was on Cody, you know? I don't think I'd pay for it, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I I love when I watch sports on the professional level, I'm watching for the skill involved. It's like when I watch some other kinds of MMA divisions fight, if there's nothing else to watch, I'll watch it. But UFC is by far the best division, the best league. And so that's what I'll tune in to watch. It's just like, I'm not a huge football fan or soccer fan, like we say here in America. I'm not a huge fan, and, and, you know, my Mexican homies will watch Mexican League soccer all day long, day day and night. You know, they're obsessed with that shit. I won't watch Mexican League soccer. But when Mexico plays in the World Cup, and they did an awesome job in this uh, Olympic run, latest Olympic run, you know, uh, they won the bronze fucking medal. How fucking awesome is that for Mexico? Uh, but that was a big fucking deal. I watched the Olympic squad play soccer or football, but I'm not going to watch the clubs, you know, play soccer. I'm not going to do yeah. that. I'm, I'm not interested. I, when I watch shit like that, whether it's basketball, boxing, I want to watch the best of the best fucking duke it out. That's just my personal preference. I'm sure there'll be people that disagree with it, but that's just the way I, I go about it. I want to see the best of the fucking best. No, I, I totally get that, man. Um, it's just a, a shame the only sport I really follow isn't... Well, it's, it's pro wrestling, so it's, it's a different kind of sport. It's not competitive. It's more like a, a very manly dance, is the way I like to think of it. Yeah. Like, But we do have a, uh, a trans competitor Freddy? in a major wrestling company. Freddie, so. this, everyone... 
this is the end of part one. We're hitting up on three hours, so I need to shut this, this stream on. Stay on the line. Part two will be coming next. And uh, we'll finish our conversation with the amazing Freddy. If you still got a few minutes, you're still good, Freddy? I want to yeah, double yeah, check yeah, with you. Okay, let's do it. This is going to be the first one. If you don't see nothing on your stream, refresh it. Uh, just refresh your browser and you should be back on. So I end of stream one is happening now.